everybody what is happening my name is brian that is shane and that is vader and that is kadish and that is reagan and that is alex everyone's here today welcome to unleashed thursday this is truly unleashed because there's literally like seven people here today <laughs> shane friends what's yes. going on man yes listen if we're gonna go if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it all the way it's just the way it is <laughs> gotta do uh, it no hard. it's 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 been an interesting week here. Uh, welcome to everybody in the chat. Thank you for being here. Um, I have been, uh, Brian's been hardworking at home, and I've been playing with all of our YouTube community people, and we're here in the Salty Nerd <laughs> podcast studio, right? Yeah. And this is a beautiful, amazing, if you guys look around, we have never looked so professional, and I think everybody who's been here this week, Jeremy, Geeks and Gamers, Nerd Roddick, uh, Mr. Reagan, who else do you guys have in here? Uh, Chris Gore. Chris Gore. Yep. They all sat here and said, oh, my God, I look like a professional YouTuber because these guys have the best studio I have ever seen. So <laughs> huge shout so. out to everybody here. Alex, Kadish, Vader, Jude, who's not here. Drunk um, 3PO farted in my chair. I'm not really happy about it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that, too. Sorry, <laughs> the ling it's lingering. <laughs> it's a, it's like Watch, you have to go and let it linger. Come on, isn't that a song? Oh, okay. That's a song from the nineties. The cranberries. Yes, yeah. You guys are gonna regret. All right, all right, all right, all right. Not at all. Uh, He's the one running it. Okay, so so let me tell the whole story here, Brian. I'm sorry, yeah, Paul. Go ahead, to everybody. Go ahead. So we came out here for a really great event. Um, a lot of you guys, we had pitched it originally as being like we're gonna show all ten episodes of Picard and do this like theater event on top of the Nerdrotic meetup. But of course, CBS said um, you're not going to do that. And um, so we ended up doing something different. We ended up getting uh, the Salty Nerd guys rented a, a theater, gorgeous theater. And uh, Robert Meyer Burnett showed his free enterprise and then did a Q&A. Then we got to watch um, Chris Gore's Attack of the Dock. And then he did a Q&A. It was like a really huge, big deal event. In fact, I got to sit, I think, uh, no, Min no Money G, one of our guys out there, I uh, got to meet him, one of our fans, and uh, spent some time watching the movie with him. That was fantastic. He's awesome. Uh, then last night we had the meetup with uh, Nerd Rocks meetup, which was completely ridiculous. There were, I don't know, 300 people in a space of like 100 people should be there probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And everybody was there and it was absolutely fantastic time. So, yeah, it's been an interesting week and uh, CinemaCon's going on. So we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. First off, uh, El Presidente Camacho for $10 before the stream even started. My dude, thank you. Thank you, El Presidente. Yeah, so today's going to be uh, a little bit different because we got a lot of people on Shane's side. Shane is in Vegas with the Salty Nerd guys. But that doesn't mean we're not doing the show uh, semi-similar uh, to regular Thursdays. Although, they heard you guys uh, arguing and cursing during the pre-roll yes. so nice well, <laughs> now you know how it really goes that's, behind the scenes. Gonna, that's something um listen well <laughs> i i warned you all didn't i warn you yeah, so, yeah. hey guys, yeah. hey guys we're going live yeah. Look, shut the fuck up kid we're fine <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa. And oh, am i not allowed to swear on anything this is a pg you need strength. the bleeping bunny the bleeping sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay so what we are talking about today we're talking about star trek legacy we just dropped a video right before we went live that is really uh yeah it's live by the way my bad i forgot oh, to tell you thanks. shane okay pretty tailor-made um i would say the proof is in the pudding it's almost a fact that star trek legacy is happening and we're gonna be talking about that today in addition to 
some of the stuff that happened in Vegas at CinemaCon that these these guys were at. I was over here working like a slave, and they were enjoying <laughs> all their fun time in Vegas. But I, in no way am I bitter about this at all. Um, but we are going to be talking about The Flash, uh, Aquaman, uh, the Alien movies, a lot of stuff. So <clears throat> I don't know. A lot know. of things happened this week at CinemaCon, a lot. Yeah, a ton of yeah. stuff happened. Um, the, the biggest thing for me right now is Star Trek Legacy, and perhaps it's because I just finished a you know, 24-hour edit of a video. Um, but I, I'm almost positive that it's happening, so I don't know when you want to get into that, but when, when we get into that, I want, I want to go hard into that. So what do you want to do first, Shane, before we go into that? Um, well, first thing we got to do is, uh, is just shout out. If you guys are ever here in Las Vegas and you want to do a podcast, you got to make sure you come to Podcaster Studios here with the Salty Nerd guys. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys come out here, but if you're interested in doing this and you come out here, you need to make sure you do that. Also, make sure you subscribe to their channel. The coolest thing about this whole event is I think I think you guys got like a thousand subscribers yep. yeah. in the last like two or three days. Yep. So if you haven't watched the Salty Nerd podcast, make sure you guys get over there and subscribe to their channel. And you know, we got Kadish and Alex have been on our streams on Mondays. Um, so they're part of the family. So make sure you guys get over there and check them out. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Thank man. That. Yeah, you guys already noticed uh, the difference with having Vader on the stream. So <laughs> did our did our view count go down suddenly? <laughs> what happened? We lost it's hideous. <laughs> All are you people? <laughs> Talk, talking about farts and chairs and all what? That stuff. You know the quality of the stream, so just get over there and subscribe. It's, it's all I, good. That's what I do, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Danny, my, uh, Danny the Dork Knight is a wrench. He is uh, giving me, he's giving great links, but the links are actually wrong. You got to give that link, bro. <laughs> you know, you need to uh, reconsider his wrench. Uh, it's not a good thing. If you I got to tell you guys. I, thank you for plugging the merch, but it's, it's podcast guys. The other link doesn't even work. Listen, I got to tell a quick story about Danny. Danny, of course, who's always super helpful, and you guys know who Danny is. Uh, you know, he was taking pictures this whole trip. And uh, so so what happened was, as Brian said, listen, Shane, get out there and take pictures, you know, of you doing stuff. And then I'll tweet it out since I'm here back here working. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> because, and only because I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's like, hey, let's take our picture together. I just, I don't like to do that. So Brian, genius as always, says, I'm going to ask Danny to do it, right? And so Danny shows up with a camera, like a real camera, like a bit, yeah. not just his phone. Fancy DSLR camera. So motivated, right? He's running around, taking pictures of everything. And what I realize is at the end of both nights, Danny has like a million pictures of himself with everybody else. Yeah, as opposed to me with everybody else. <laughs> with his, right? Which, with his which, soy mouth which I'm, wide open. I, I'm okay with that. I'm Why okay are you with so that. Mean to Danny, dude. All, all the pictures were really good. I like. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate that, man. I actually have a. Whole, I have a folder going. I'm gonna try posting on our community section uh, this weekend. Okay. It, it was funny because both nights that he would that Brian had hired Danny to take pictures, so he brought his really fancy camera. And both nights he forgot the SD card for the yeah, camera. I was just gonna ask. So he, he just ended up using his phone the whole time. <laughs> Dude, do you have an extra card for my camera? It's like, no, I don't have a card for your camera. I just carry those around in my back pocket. What do you think? Well, the, the best part was Danny going, it was the best part was Danny's like, so, you know, Shane, what do you, what do you want me to shoot? And I'm like, Dude, I don't care. Like, whatever, <laughs> literally. No, shit, no, whatever the, 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 the best part <laughs> was, was Danny saying, "Like, can you believe Brian's paying me to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and and there you go listen oh, the, the photos are actually really good <laughs> i'll show you guys right now i'm gonna yeah, have a couple see. share some of them well, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give i'm gonna give danny pg right no. Uh, well, okay, so most of them PG. He did take a couple in the bathroom. I thought that was weird. I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, but it was the women's bathroom, right? That was oh, the problem. No, Dan, Danny here. is gotta... really proud of his penis. That's what, I, that's what I've gathered from these photos. <laughs> well, he's got both of his balls still, so I think he's very <laughs> proud of that. That's, what yes, that's that. actually really good news for him. He's just really yeah, happy great. that yeah, he, yeah. he still has both, both testicles. I get it. I get it. I tell you <laughs> I had a nice long twenty minute talk with uh, Danny's fiance last night about his balls. So it was <laughs> it was it was kind of fun. This is digressing. <laughs> this is going down the wrong path. All right. So here's some of the pictures Danny took. Sorry, that's, Danny's uh, mom. That's Chris Chris Gore, Alex from Salty Nerd, and Mr. Reagan. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And another one. Another one. That was a great time. I Here was I was nerding out really. You'll notice hard. I'm in almost none of these pictures. By the way, <laughs> real quick. Um, I, I posted this this photo on uh, uh, Twitter, and someone immediately replied, "What's up with the alt right convention?" Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, I guess if you're a bunch of white guys uh, standing around here, suddenly all right now. I got yeah, that made me laugh. Hey, son of John for ten dollars. I'm concerned that if Legacy is being taken seriously, then how long will it take for it to be announced? Because actor actresses involved in the series will have will only have so much time to wait. Well, you know these are Star Trek actors. They they have plenty of time to wait. They don't do much else. You know what I like about Son of John, what you did right there, is you got us back on track. Mm. Thank you so yeah. much, John. I, I see what you're doing there with <laughs> yeah, that question. I see what Thank you doing. so much for supporting. Uh, well, the reality is, is that... Don't forget you know, this picture it, right here. This is the ultimate alt-right picture. Sorry, Shane, go ahead. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know what's Danny. really crazy is they saw the Popcast uh, shirt that Danny was wearing, and they thought that was me. And I was like, because some people were like, oh, you know, and I was like, no, I'm not in that picture at all. So like none of the other ones. There. There's oh, there, there you are. There the picture. There you are. Oh, he did. Well, so you notice Danny's He's in, in every picture. one. Right. He's in every <laughs> picture. <laughs> there he is. That one too. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. More Danny. And Chris and Jeremy. Right? Danny, who Danny. is taking the pictures, bro? <laughs> and I, I, Danny wasn't even taking the pictures. I don't, even, I don't get pay. it. I think I was taking the damn pictures. <laughs> I told you I wasn't even going to do that. I'm taking pictures of Danny. He got you to take pictures. <laughs> oh, Danny, Danny delegated his job. He <laughs> delegated it to somebody else. I wish you all could have been here with us. Everybody in the chat. I wish you guys could have oh, all been God. here. Oh, Danny, you so bring me fun. such joy, bro. I really appreciate oh, it. Yeah. Chris Gore is in the chat. Yeah, we're yeah. laughing with you. No, oh, we're laughing at no, you. No, we are, But man. we're laughing with you. Danny, can you take photos of Shane and everyone? And then he proceeds to take photos of himself. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just so that, that's Danny in a nutshell for it's you. It, yeah. I love Good it, bro. Danny. I love it. It's such a Danny thing. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, Chris Thank Gore you. for $4.99. I disavow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Chris Gore's documentary. How good was that? It was oh, awesome. so good, it, man. Uh, brought back so many memories for me. I lost my mind. And then the fact that I got to hang out. Chris, I think you might have been one of the highlights of my weekend this week. It was amazing to get to sit down and chat with you. So thank you for coming and thank you for coming to the studio, too. Yes, well. and I'm glad you made it home safely, sir. Yeah, I had to pay for it. All you guys <laughs> saw it for free. I had to buy it on Prime. It's cool. Cool. I bought it on Prime the night it came out, and then I watched it again Sorry. at the thing. Chris just gave me well, a five dollars You would have watched it for so, free. I'm only five dollars down. No, it was yeah, worth yeah. it. Worth every penny, bro. 
Listen, yeah. I ask, actually question, Chris. Are you going to be putting that on Blu-ray? Because I want to buy that. He is. Yeah, it comes yeah. out in August. Yeah, actually, at the theater when we did the screening, he brought the only existing Blu-ray copy Ooh. of the movie Ooh. to screen yeah. at the theater. So, oh man, we got a little exclusive there that Brian missed out on yet again. Yeah, something else you missed <laughs> out on for not being here. It was a special night. No, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. Thanks, a lot guys. of fun. And Thanks. and and Chris, I'm just so impressed. Like he stood for like seven hours last night. Never even sat down and let's talk the whole time. So thank you, sir, for being awake and taking care of us. I think it's something we need to do every year. Mm. Yeah, I, I texted mm. him this morning and I was like, Chris, uh, you want to come into the studio again today? He's like, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty hammered last night with all the people. <laughs> I'm telling you, and he was he had a throng around him at all yeah. times. So what he's, happens he's if we starter, what happens if we get Chris Gore, Robert Meyer Burnett, and Mr. Reagan all in the same room? Oh, well, like, there'd be an explosion. Then, like there oh. would be, just be this but like continuing hum at some point in time they hit that right pitch and the whole world universal harmonics the harmonics yeah. Yeah. Just the multiverse the opens yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right man dangerous yeah uh but seriously getting back to son of john's question so when you have actors uh of this caliber so jerry ryan she does other things but look at you know she even changed her twitter name to uh, Jerry Ryan, you know, Captain Seven of Nine. So, like, she's all in on whatever's coming. And frankly speaking, and uh, we have it on pretty good confidence that she's already being lined up for something for sure. So, and we're going to talk more about that, I think. Yeah, so, she's been and, sharing the petition like nonstop. She's yeah. promoting the pet the petition. Well, she wants a show about her. Why not? I mean, that's I'm what you want to do. The the one person we do need to wor be worried about though is um is Jack Crusher because that guy is going places. So, um, have you guys watched uh, the fourth season of You by any chance? No, not yet. No, I saw so, parts um, of it. When yeah, I was so he he's in that season as well, and he freaking steals the show. Like, Ed Spillers is special, man. I mean, we can say what you want about Picard season three, whether you liked it or didn't like it. That guy acted his ass acted his ass off. Yep. So he did a really good job. Yeah, I'm a Spillers fan. Yeah. Spelunker. I'm, yeah. I'm a spelunker. <laughs> spelunker. <laughs> I like to go into the caves. Is that the name of his uh, his fan base? It, now? it is now. Yeah. The spelunkers. The there spelunkers. It is. All right. Yeah. We just created that. Yeah. And it's funny what you say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spelunkers. Spelunkers. Uh, Trekkie slash spelunkers. Um, so this this is really cool. This um this this uh, change.org petition that we set up a while back. So. Uh, it got featured in trekmovie.com. They've been kindly pushing it as well because it is a huge narrative with this. If you think back, we haven't had this much buzz about Star Trek in 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 years. Never in this new Trek era has there been this much buzz about Star Trek than there has been for Star Trek Legacy with Picard Season 3. So the fact that this, you know, at the beginning, we all knew. We saw it at the very beginning, and we said, we're telling everybody, telling all our salty nerd friends here, hey, you got to watch it. And they're like, you guys... You guys are wrong. There's no way it can be good. Yeah, Vader everybody threatened, found out threatened my life. Just, just I'm, I'm not going to forget <laughs> that. It's going to drive your house and beat your ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. If you don't come back out here to visit next time, he's going to come and beat you up. <laughs> uh, I see I, never, I wouldn't have done But the point is, is that, um, so we said, okay, at the very beginning, what can we do? Because we saw it and we said, we have to do whatever it is, whatever it takes to get more of this going on. So before the show even began we actually created this petition how how long did we create it brian do you remember yeah i can tell you when we created uh huh, uh 
the week before the first episode aired. <laughs> okay. So because we knew, we knew what was going to happen. So we had a couple of, of pieces of insight. One of them was, one of them was, okay, first we knew there was nothing happening. So we knew this great season had been created, but we also knew there was, they weren't creating any more Star Trek. There was no plan for Terry Metalis to do any more Star Trek. And we knew that 100%. So we said, okay, well, we might as well get ahead of it because we know once people start watching it, they're going to be like, oh my God, I got to have more of this. So when we created it, we decided, okay, well, this is what we need moving forward. And it's just taken off. And in fact, it has now surpassed the original Pike. Um, when people wanted Captain Pike to have his own series, we've now surpassed that with this one. And uh, what, about 27,000 signatures is when um, when the Pike series, when the Strange New World series was announced? Yeah, 28,000. 28,000. What's this, what's, this, what's this one at now? 36,000 and change. Wow. So that's just one piece of the evidence. And after you guys get done watching this stream, please go over and watch our other video that came out on the main channel, which goes through and explains all of the evidence, which proves we will be getting a Star Trek legacy something. Maybe not a series. It could be a mini series, but it's coming. So uh, and we lay it out. There's seven or eight pieces of evidence in that video. And I don't want to I don't want to explain it all here. But, you know, several things have happened over the course of card season three that have proven to us that something's happening. And especially at this IMAX thing that happened recently. Yeah. Holy cow. Several things happened there where the narrative has suddenly changed. People's attitudes have changed. The conversation coming from insiders have changed. And all of this leads us to believe that while we may not get an announcement in the next week or two or, or something eminent right away, Behind the scenes, I know they're talking about doing something in the 25th century. So make sure you guys go check that out. Yeah. So a couple of things. Uh, I'm not. I can't verify this, but someone in one of, in, in the comment in one of our videos said this was the highest uh, signed Star Trek petition. And I am. I don't. I can't base it on anything because I haven't done research. But if that well, is, what else would there be a petition on? I don't know. But if there is, that's cool as hell. Remove Alex Kurtzman. Yeah, that could be one. That, <laughs> that, one, that, that one, one got a lot of signatures. That you one has one hundred seventy-five thousand. Um, yeah. But uh, additionally, uh, as far as the IMAX Q and A goes, uh, when we first got sent the Q and A, it was like on a smartphone uh, video, and uh, we saved it. We got all everything we needed out of it to create our video. But then it was promptly, promptly removed by CBS. Um, oh yeah, the, the yeah the original yeah the person who put up the original Q and A somebody videotaped it hard at the strike. IMAX theater right and uh, yeah so they got pulled down Ooh, but you luckily got, you guys got a hard strike no 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 that? we didn't somebody else did yeah no no we we I told Shane Shane was like hey can we put that video up on our channel I'm like hell no <laughs> that's gonna be right someone's striking that in the next 24 hours for sure. But we we managed to get the audio up. So we put if the audio. Wanted up. to go watch that. Yeah, you could actually listen to the entire Q and A session, and it's the only thing out there until they decide they want to shut that one down. Um, but there are some things in there that will that tells you they're they're doing more Star Trek. But we can't get a hard century. strike for video, as far as I know. So Do you mind if I just go off on a quick rant about how crappy Paramount is? Yeah, do it. Uh, it's not my show. I'll let you do that. Let me do the super chat real quick. Michael Nemo for $5. Did you see Kurtzman ask if he'd heard about the fan outcry for Legacy? He has a terrible poker face. I bet he has contempt for Star Trek fans. 
All right. Yeah. Let's marinate on. Uh, let's marinate on that a bit. <laughs> no, I mean it's true. Before Matt says that, just to answer the question, he he has a terrible poker face. Yes. Um, and and some of the key words he used are so much different than what the beginning of the series. And so I mm -hmm. think uh, he just kind of telegraphs what he's thinking. And thank you, Alex, for doing that. I appreciate it. Go ahead on your on your rant, Matt. Yeah. So Paramount slash CBS has proven time and time again to just be the most garbage studio in Hollywood. Like for all the bad stuff that like Disney and Warner Brothers and like all these other studios do, at least like, you know, they allow for fair use. Paramount just freaking will copy strike anything. Uh, there was a time where we were reviewing the Halo show episode mm. by episode and Paramount just kept hitting Don't, us with, yeah. with copy strikes yeah. like left and right. Uh, to the point and it wasn't like oh they're taking our revenue we would have been fine with that it was just like oh they're blocking it worldwide mm -hmm. and it it was not just us it's like anyone who ever uses anything that's associated with paramount like they run the risk of just getting it uh striked and blocked and stuff on youtube to the point where like you literally have to use still frames and audio if you want to use like contextual stuff from a paramount movie or tv show in order to communicate to an audience what's going on there. Um, any, any like two seconds of video will get you struck down and uh, by Paramount's legal team. Mm -hmm. And you know, like we had Chris, uh, we had Robert Meyer Burnett in here with like the, and you know, like he was involved with the whole Axanar thing uh, where Paramount basically went after, uh, you know, fan creations uh, regarding Star Trek. Uh, this goes back to like the early nineties where like they came out against fan fiction where they would like, you know, get websites taken down where people were posting Star Trek fan fiction. Uh, they've just been so anti fan, anti audience for so long that the idea that like, like they do this Q and a and someone dares to post it online and they take it down. It's not, it's not even a paramount uh, property. You know, it, it's a public just event. Someone has something to do with yeah. them. And they're like, no, no. So like, I just, I hate, like I used to work at Paramount and I hate them so much. I hate them so, so very much. My, my only experience with Paramount has been the Halo reviews that we did and how much of a hassle that was just to get a basic review on this TV show. And obviously they were not kind reviews because that show sucked, but uh, I was blown away by how much they were like dogging us on this mm -hmm. stuff. And then the icing on the cake and the, the cherry on top was when we tried to get that event going uh, here in Vegas this weekend. And they were just like, nope, nope. Yeah, originally for our theater event we wanted to screen season episodes three. of season three of picard yeah. and we wanted to make it like a big fan celebration of picard right and uh through a confluence of events uh we we were you know, basically told nope yep. can't do that well the shame of it is is that you know we had made it a private event mm -hmm. uh we had also made it for charity so we were going to donate to jerry ryan's charity any of the proceeds that we got from it so the there's so many more elements to it that uh, that really make it a shame. Now, and I get that perhaps they didn't want that announcement to go out at the same time they were about to announce the IMAX. So we actually came out before they did the IMAX announcement. Mm -hmm. And I think they might have been afraid, you know, so I get that. But I think you're right. The, I mean, every time you look at a video, it's like, you know, CBS CID has just, you know, blocked something, did something. They are extraordinarily litigious in that way. And, and. And uh, it's a shame that people have to do that because, I mean, what are we doing out here? I mean, can anybody say that we haven't, you know, us along with you guys and Robert Meyer Burnett and 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 Nerd Roddick and Critical Drinker and everybody who's talked about, you know, the Red Letter Media guys, mm -hmm. how much positive 
information, how much positive push have we given to Star Trek in the last several months? I mean, we we are at least worth millions of dollars of advertising for them. <laughs> free advertising. Free, free advertising. advertising yeah. The least they can do is is like, uh, you know, unhook a little bit. Vader and I were watching the uh, Red Letter Media um, of the finale, mm. their, their video on that. And um, one of them, they were sitting there and they're like, if they come out with Legacy, I'm going to watch it. And this is the guy who promised never to watch any yeah. Star Trek yes. anymore. And, and Vader looked at me and said, that right there, that means something to yeah. Some executive somewhere needs to watch that. Yeah, and this well, the secret and the secret sauce is Terry Metalis. Mm -hmm. So the, the the thing is, is that he's a he's a magical showrunner. And the cool thing is, is that Alex Kurtzman came out and said it. So if you guys don't know, at the premiere, uh, when when we went to the premiere and watched the first two episodes, uh, Alex Kurtzman's like, okay, yeah, Terry Metalis did a good job, and that was it. And I'm like, whoa, that was weird. It was like <laughs> all he said was, good job. I'm like, okay. Uh, but at the IMAX screening, he said some crazy stuff. He's like. Uh, a man who knows Star Trek like the back of his hand. He Ooh. talked about uh, oh. he understands what the fans want emotionally uh, and and uh, narratively. I mean, the the overwhelming amount of praise told me, and then also kind of the way Terry was responding to things told me, oh, oh shit, they're talking about yeah, doing something. Something's going on. Something's yeah. happening because he doesn't just say stuff like that. And the fact that he said before the IMAX screening, he said, uh, "We've heard the fans loud and clear." verbatim what he said before strange new worlds was made so yeah it's yeah. coming Ho hollywood's not complicated you just yeah. give people what they want instead <laughs> of like trying to force feed them what you want <laughs> it, i mean it's not complicated yeah, at all that's the secret sauce right yeah. it's, it's pretty simple mm. that's it pretty that's simple yeah i mean well think about it and i think the executives are they get in their own way i kind of think of them as as uh you know mentally challenged entitled children right so <laughs> It's true. Like they, they get up there, like their dad was like a big wiggity wig and then they go to school and they get to be a big wiggity wig. Right. And they, they, but they have no idea how things work or what fandom is. And they're just too, there's like the social class structure is like, you know, we're a bunch of like working people. Right. And they're a bunch of elites. And so they don't understand what we want or what we like. And they have to see it through the lens of, you know, ratings and guess what? Picard season three ratings. Are off the off the hook when it mm -hmm. comes to Star Trek. I mean, there, it's the only it's only the second show for Paramount Plus that actually made the top ten Nielsen ratings for streaming. I, I think also, um, and Rich Evans said this in uh, the Red Letter Media review. I think that this is true for a lot of people. It certainly is true for me. People are actually going back and rewatching this season as opposed mm -hmm. to like Discovery, where people might watch it once and then like like never again. You know, so like I, I feel like you know the first two seasons of Picard was like a one watch. But season three of Picard is a rewatch where like Star Trek fans are actually going back and and rewatching not just a couple episodes, but the entire season. Well, it's a it's a 10 hour TNG movie. Mm. Yeah. And how many I mean, I know the uh, other TNG movies are not great, but I still go back and rewatch them. Right. So it's like when I see this season, I just see it as a really long movie. And I'm like, absolutely. I'll go back and rewatch that. And, and having the experience of watching it all together without waiting, without stopping gives you I, I can't wait for somebody just to edit it all together as a long movie so you don't have to like even go next yeah, you know, Brian, get on that yeah hey, so Post it on your youtube speak, channel and see what speaking happens of, <laughs> speaking of editing and, probably and do it. copyright claims uh i feel your pain bro i got this look at this real quick uh when we were doing our our oh, weekly God. reviews everyone oh, yeah. every marker oh no oh, there he is oh welcome back oh. <laughs> so we were the ones that were gone all right yeah you guys you guys just okay 
Um, yeah, Michael, <laughs> uh, that's entirely um, uh, possible. And, uh, you know, just because it says Star Trek Legacy doesn't mean we want to see it. Uh, we want to see Star Trek Legacy with Terry Metalis. Did you do Son of John Super Chat? Because I'm going to talk to him. I'm about to. Uh, Dustin okay. for two, Cole for $2. My last chat was not a dig. I'm a big boy, too. No. Yeah, I think this camera makes me look 146 pounds heavier. <laughs> I think yes. Yeah, I, 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 me too. Yeah, it's so cool. The quality is so good. It like you know, I'm used to being like. We need to go. We need to go form a tag team. Uh, that would probably make us lose weight. Son of John's. Yeah. I don't yeah. see it here. Here I got it. Son of John for ten dollars. I want to believe what you're saying, Shane. However, I have this feeling that Alex is only BSing, playing the political long game, and saying what we want to hear. The only thing is, son of John, here's the thing is Alex is incapable of BSing. So he, he is a very interesting guy. He doesn't really fool people, but fill people full of crap because if he doesn't want to do something, he just doesn't talk about it. Right. So he could have easily gone to the IMAX and said the same thing he said at the premiere is great job, Terry. You guys did a really good thing. The fact that he spent the time to actually create some lavish, lavish comments and then what even gives it away more is kind of the way Terry reacted uh, during some of the questioning. And if you guys listen to it, you can hear him kind of cut off the, the guy at the end of the Q and a. So the guy who's doing the, the emceeing for the IMAX is uh, was cool, but he said at the very end of it, he said, he said, Oh, this isn't the end. This isn't the end. And then he said seven of, uh, you know, this is not the last time we're going to see seven of nine. In fact, um, we're going to see a lot more of these people soon. And then Terry said, hey, hey uh, I got somebody else I want to thank. And you could yeah. see him kind of cut that guy off. And I went, oh, he just cut him off. Guy was about to spoil something, him off? man. Now, here's the thing. If Terry's not making more Star Trek in the future, Terry doesn't speak up. Yeah, why does Alex Terry care? speaks up. Right. Right. So that leads us to believe that there's something. And, and it might be simply as something as Alex saying, look, you know, we're jam packed. We're doing, you know, we're doing Starfleet Academy. We're doing Section 31. We can't do something right this moment, but just hold tight and and we'll do something in the future. Uh, and it probably won't be that far in the future because here's the deal. You've got four shows. So we've got, we've gone through this a few times. So Star Trek gets 50 uh, weeks a year, 50 episodes of, of shows every year on Paramount Plus. So 50 of the 52 weeks of the year, there's new Star Trek. So by having the four series, that's 40 episodes, okay? And now you're going to have the, 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 the movie, which is going to be the Section 31 movie, which will be two to three hours. Uh, we know that there's a miniseries coming, and I believe that that miniseries is going to be the legacy Star Trek uh, that's coming. And I think that hopefully, uh, with everything that Alex is saying, that he's going to put Terry Metalis in charge of it because it is going to be Star Trek in the 25th century, and, uh, and it should be a limited series, like three or four episodes. Fascinating. Uh, we got a super Thank chat. <clears throat> no money G. It was nice to meet some of you. Thank you, Shane, for holding my hand while watching Free Enterprise. Wink Dude, you have hands. soft hands, by the way. <laughs> just actually, no money G flew out all the way from. If you don't mind me saying, no money G uh, flew out all the way from from Pennsylvania. And I got to tell you, the uh, it it just warms my heart uh, to know that people came out to that make you laugh. That's good. <laughs> it warms my heart to know that that uh, that there are people who who like our show and care about us enough to want to come out and spend time with us. So thank you, No Money yeah. G, for and, being there. And I, I do want to give a shout out to No Money G because 
it's because of him that we went forward with that screening because mm-hmm. uh, he was one of the first people who bought tickets for the um, 10 forward event where we were going to be screening Star Trek Picard season three. And when that got shut down, he was like, oh man, like I already bought my ticket and booked my hotel for this thing. I was like, man, I can't, I can't leave this guy hanging. We got to go yeah. forward with this. And so we right. paid for the theater out of pocket, uh, told everyone who had bought tickets uh, that they are welcome to come for free mm. to the event. And we just went forward with it because the people who initially bought tickets for this thing, we were like, we got to do something for these guys. Cause like, you know, they were first in the door. They were excited about this stuff. We don't want to let them down. So no money G uh, thank you so much for, um, you know, coming out here and just being a part. It was great to meet you. And uh, it's because of you that this event actually like happened. Wow, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. No money G for making it so we could have this event. Mm-hmm. Someone asked whose voice too. is in the podcast videos. It is Shane's yeah. voice. I sound like a yes, seven year old smoker. So thank God. Uh, Jader, what, what shout out did you um, I would like, I would like to do a really quick shout out to our new best friend, George. <laughs> or Bob or Stu or whatever the guy's name was last night. Oh, yeah. If you're yeah. in the chat, you know. Nice yeah, because he said he was going to check it out. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. a guy that we just kept <laughs> getting his name wrong. Like, we he, we knew his name, but uh, we just kept calling him a different name. He was such a good sport, you know. Uh, so hopefully he's yeah, This was at the Nerdrotic. Yeah, right? Did he win anything? Because I gave him both of my raffle tickets. Uh, no. He thought he won he something. Thought he won something. <laughs> and it was really embarrassing because he's like, I won. And he got up there like, dude, you didn't win. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was like oh. one number off. <laughs> oh, no. That was my he fault. Had, he had to do the walk of shame back to his chair. <laughs> oh, my bad, Pat. We got, sorry. We got a chat sorry, from John. one of our members. Archmage Frey says, can you clarify the budget of Picard season three? I saw someone claiming they spent $13 million per episode, which is why we won't get Legacy. That's 100% false. I don't know who said that, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. That was the first season of Picard, yes. So Picard, all of the whole series had a nice big budget. Uh, and when they got to season three, they're like, oh, shit, we're out of money. And so Terry had to make this entire show. And I would probably say the number somewhere between 10 and 20 million for the whole season. So well, uh, Star Trek Discovery, didn't they do like 15 million episode? And it was considered like the most one of the most expensive shows Paramount or CBS was doing. Yes. Originally, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, and Terry reused a lot of uh, a lot of sets. They did. Yeah. They, they, they reused the 10 forward set a ton. Well, well, they also be by setting it on the Titan, like they didn't need like a bunch of different sets and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. like they could just like reuse the same set over and over. And you know what? It even worked better that way because it actually felt like a freaking Star Trek. It felt Trek like a show. real, yeah. It felt yeah. like they were actually on a spaceship. Yeah, instead of running around downtown LA eating <laughs> car batteries. <laughs> Forget about it. Right. No. <laughs> Driving around in a cop car. You know what it costs to like <laughs> rent out, uh, to block out a street in LA for the day? <laughs> oh, God. It's an insane amount of money. You could you mm. could have bought fourteen sets for the amount of money it costs to do that. Yeah, you uh, got to pay like thirty cops, like their whole day's wage, just to be out there. Yeah, it's insane. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, this this season had the lowest budget out of all the modern Star Trek shows, and somehow was the best. So go figure. Well, it's um, your showrunner. I mean, I know I keep beating it on. This is the reason why we created a uh, uh, you know a petition that says. 20 star trek in the 25th century with terry metallis i won't mention any names but we got a lot of damn pushback when we created this petition to actually have terry's name removed from the petition yeah a ton uh, a ton of official people gave us pushback a a lot of pushback from yeah Yeah. well from news outlets and because there were people reaching out to us as soon as we did this and they said (laughs) hey this is great we support it but look we need to it just needs to be Star Trek in the 25th century. It doesn't matter who the showrunner is. And you I said, know what, you know why no they reached out to us, Shane? It's 
all about who the showrunner is. You it, know why they reached out to us? Nothing else matters. Because we were first. Because we were, we, it was already going. Because they couldn't, really, mm -hmm. they couldn't make their own. Because a couple people had tried to like bypass the petition and make their own. And it didn't play. They did. Well, because ours had already gotten out there. And it, it had already been tweeted out by, by people who, you know, who had seen it. But the, the point is, is that, um, you know, we weren't going to remove Terry because the key to good Star Trek moving forward. And listen, I'm not going to say that that um, that Michelle Paradise or Akiva Goldsman, you know, can't go and make uh, the Star Trek they want to make for people who enjoy it. And that's totally fine. But if you want more of this Star Trek, it needs to be this showrunner that made it. It can't just be some new random person. So it has to be somebody who knows Trek. I mean, Alex said it himself. Who else will Alex say is of these other showrunners knows Star Trek like the back of their hands knows. He hasn't said that about any other showrunner because that's not the truth. Right. It's the truth with this guy. So, yeah, listen, you know, if he hired Manny Cotto, I, I give it a shot. I uh, Manny knows Star Trek. Yeah, he'd be great. Yeah. And we suggested that as well. But, you know, also it's part of the reason is, is that you want to also be um, it's, it's not also just being good at knowing Star Trek because Akiva Goldsman was a big TOS fan. Right. You also have to be a talented showrunner. Right. So you have to be a maestro. You have to know which section of the instrumentals needs to go, who, you know, how much of this Terry, not only, um, you know, made sure that this thing went out down properly, but he sat in the editing room and he, he sat in the writer's room and he was a part of the whole process and he knew exactly how much of this or how little of that. I mean, the reason we got Todd Stashwick as Captain Shaw is because he recognized the need to have a character that pushed back against Picard and, um, and Riker, but in a way that people would still like, you know, he right. just understood that naturally. I mean, the dude's a freaking genius and, you know, I just really hope we get to do more. Yeah, hey. um, I just want to point out real quick, uh, if you permit me, Brian. Go ahead. That, uh, so, you know, Terry and his crew did work on season two of Picard. At, but the difference between season two and season three is the Akiva Goldsman factor. Well like, like this is the guy who um, basically almost destroyed the Batman franchise and then won an Oscar and then came on board, uh, you know, the... Uh, the uh, Alex Kurtzman train and Alex Kurtzman's been throwing him work ever since. Um, but uh, like, if, if you want to see the, the difference that one man makes when you remove Akiva Goldsman, cause he went to strange new worlds, I believe. Um, and Terry was allowed to do his own thing. Cause he was listed as showrunner for season two. Um, the difference is just noticeable. Like right. when you re remove Akiva Goldsman from the equation, like you actually get good star Trek. So, well, it's having it's like you said, it's like having somebody in charge. So like when you have and this was the cool thing about Terry is he was able to, you know, Kiva went off to do something and and uh, Alex was doing something else. And so, you know, because Terry had the complete reins of season three, he could say, well, this is my vision and this is what I want to do. And <clears throat> as much as as people like to beat up Alex, the one thing we have to remember is he did let him do it. Yeah. You know, so he right. could have easily said, no, 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 no. And he just said, go do your Star Trek. And that's kind of the interesting thing about Alex is everybody wants to, not you, Alex, but, yeah, not me. Uh, you know, but <laughs> Alex Kurtzman, everybody wants to beat him up because he deserves it in a lot of ways. But at the same time, he really lets his showrunners kind of do what they want to do. So he's responsible for the, for the garbage that, that, that other people have created, but he's also responsible, you know, for what Terry Mattal has created. So, you know. Uh, if they wanted to replace Alex with somebody else, they would need to replace him with somebody like Terry Metalis. But if they're going to replace him with just another Alex Kurtzman, then we might as well keep this guy in who will at least let the showrunners 
do it. And so if he hires good showrunners who knew Star Trek, then we can get good Star Trek. I hope that all made sense. Yeah. Again, like I, I love Terry. Terry's the guy. But I do believe there's other showrunners that can do Star Trek. I just don't know. We just haven't found uh, Well, prove it to me. Like who? Well, like, I, I, the only one I can think of is maybe Manny Cota. He brought Enterprise back from the dead. Well, I'm pretty the, sure I could do it. Well, I know I could do it. Well, let's just do it. Well, you think they'll let us? No, <laughs> they won't let us. Her, no. Paramount Legal is watching this right now. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. no. Listen, they got, your, <laughs> they got your name on a blacklist, brother. Yeah. We'll do it for half the price. <laughs> yeah, they're, so. they're they're striking the channel right now just for us asking. <laughs> uh, we got a super chat from Aaron Gregory. Really wanted to hear Cap Seven tell Jack to shut up. Or shut it after he said launch torpedoes just like Wesley. Oh, that would have been funny. I think what she did say out, right? She's like out because when he sat in the chair. Yeah. So a but, lot of people are yeah. like, why didn't why wasn't Wesley in this season? I'm like, why do you want Wesley in this season? <laughs> well, but, some people are huge Wesley fans. I know. They I actually don't understand them. They wasted their Wesley on on season two by ruining um, the. Uh, classic star trek tos stuff but oh, yeah. um that's fine can, yeah, can yeah. i just ask like like when did the whole like captain's catchphrase become a thing like i don't remember like it being like such a big deal until like uh you know discovery. came in yeah. really it was discovery um yeah, discovery. I, I will say that like the strange new world commercial where like you know they make this big build up spock's just like make the ship go so stupid. i thought it was pretty so funny bad. <laughs> it's so dumb so bad so I mean, you liked it you hated it i hated it yeah, you okay. cannot make so, Spock look dumb. I well, he didn't look dumb. He looked like Spock. Make the ship kind of, go. That's what. Kind of awkward. That's, that's not he's, what he would say. He's an awkward young. Yeah, that is Spock not what right Spock now. would say. Even he, when he was make young, the ship go. He, he, he would have. He would have went like having a catchphrase is illogical. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's exactly that's what he would have said. I'm like, well, make the ship go. Like, okay, guys, come but, on, let's. I, I'm gonna <laughs> just get on my heel now, and I'm gonna. Side with Matthew. Get, You're it, 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 kind of, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm but gonna agree. It, it made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm later. I liked it actually. I, 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 I don't know if it was good or bad, well, but it made me laugh. Did you like so. the fact that Captain Kirk can't open a freaking door? You know, oh yeah, was that, that was dumb. I'm talking about the Spock thing though. I, I think the Spock thing was sort of cool. Like he doesn't make have a catchphrase. He's like, uh make the ship go. He's no, that's the it okay, at least you know move ahead or something make the ship go listen if you're going to cheapen these classic characters and like yeah. make them into jokes that's not star trek i don't want that i don't want uh, you know and listen strange new worlds um i'm going to be there to watch it i enjoyed large portions of season one uh the gorn thing killed me the mm -hmm. hammer thing killed me there were things you know too much cooking more captaining um you know <laughs> the high so, hair I love that. Oh, that, that, is great. Great. Dude, that is great. If that's not his signature by yeah. now, it needs to be. I like, just make it full Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Like, you could just do a silhouette of him and you know who he is, <laughs> yes, right? exactly. So I'm cool. I love uh, Anson Mount, but but please don't embarrass my characters by making them the butt of all the jokes. So yeah. that's not what Spock what, is there for. It's not what Kirk is there what, for. What do you guys think of the hint that there's uh, going to be some smoochy, smoochy romance between Kirk and uh, Khan's uh, great-granddaughter? Nah. I mean, I don't. I'm care. not. I'm not. I don't really like this Kirk. He. he I'm not. Got, yeah. What I, want I mean, we got one episode of it, and so yeah. I'm willing to give Paul Wesley a shot in but season two. But the whole problem so far, is, and then it's like anything with these big IPs. Um, if you go into the past, mm -hmm. you're gonna like, screw problem. things up. You're gonna screw things up. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, Star Wars, Star Trek. 
which is why you, you know, they could go back and Battlestar Galactica and screw things up. You yeah. know, it's just it doesn't matter. Thank you, Vader. Go, go it's forward. Almost, <laughs> it's a forward. It's almost always well, going to screw something up. Almost always. Yeah, always. Well, we kind of learned on our members content where we're watching the original uh, show and we'll sit there and watch this episode, random episode of T- uh, TOS. And we'll be like, I don't that's a different rule than they talked about yeah. later on. Like you mm-hmm. can you can go forward and still screw things up, too, if you don't yeah. watch every single episode and like really navigate the the setup that somebody else did 50 years ago. Like it's true. It's it's difficult. It's a challenge to not screw things well, up. Well, and they, they screwed up the Gorn, which the Gorn is a human. I know you guys heard me say this a million times. The Gorns are humanoid creatures. What we got is a ripoff of aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they admit doing that. They admitted it. And then they they said that the reason why they were able to do it is because possibly Kirk wasn't seeing the real Gorn on the planet. It was it was a vision in his mind because the 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 the, the beings that sent him there may not have showed him the actual Gorn. I'm like the hell are you talking about it's the weirdest freaking thing i've ever heard why why wouldn't they look exactly like that the reality is is they just wanted to make them scarier make them more and and xenomorphs are frightening well i'm but, convinced i don't know if you heard my theory on this shane uh, but we talked about it on the salty saturday's live stream with brian where basically um uh, sing's brother you know the 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 con granddaughter like she has a brother who she abandoned in the gorn nest or whatever mm-hmm. and my belief is that somehow did you bang a lizard no no he didn't bang a lizard <laughs> but but hit Khan's dna gets incorporated into the gorn oh and so they become the superior race of gorn because they're all connected to Khan. i like that i mean that would be interesting kind that's of. a better excuse than yeah. it was a vision so <laughs> like kind of like how how I like that you i think that's pretty cool actually. dna mixed into the <laughs> Hollow emitters uh, or, or whatever. Yeah, uh, hollow emitters. The, the transporters. The transporter transporters, emitters. Yeah. You know, hollow emitters. All of a sudden, everybody's, uh, you know, Borgs and they don't even know it. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I like Same it. Concept. Star Trek's all about the the, the theories. Oh, so, yeah. You know, Speaking of, I had, this, I had this great conversation with uh, someone on Twitter uh, yesterday. He, he's probably watching. But he was like, what do you guys think about this Borg, this theory? That the reason why Janeway was gone in the sh- in Picard season three was because that was around the time that she went back to save Voyager and kill uh, the Borg Queen. And it's funny because the the the, the dates actually match up, except for we're in we're yeah they, they do, but we're in the timeline where she already did that, so it doesn't. So there's no reason for her to do it again. Tuvok is already uh, interesting. Right. Are we though? Have I they ever come out and don't, specified don't, what don't timeline we're in? No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> he drives me crazy with his <laughs> alternate timeline stuff. Just I, I, the Kelvin. I, I just want some clarification on what timeline we're actually. We're in the prime. Look, it's the prime we, timeline. Says you. We, the show's never acknowledged. We that. must be in the timeline where mm-hmm. she already went back and saved them because Seven doesn't survive in the other one where she had to go back, and Seven's in this one. So we're one hundred percent in the right timeline. All this tiny whimy nonsense. Tiny whimy yeah. nonsense. When did we leave it? <laughs> yeah, but but are we in the, the Picard season two timeline where basically uh, like everyone exists outside of the other timeline? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? What if every showrunner has their own timeline? The, the you just Kiva have to consider it a rhetorical question. We're in, the, we're in the Metallus timeline. <laughs> we're in the, yeah, that's the only timeline that matters. Dustin Gold. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. Gorn was done well in Mir episode of Enterprise. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, acceptable. If they do that, acceptable. Yeah, sure. it was acceptable. I mean, they, they, I mean, listen, you can't do the TOS one. Obviously, we don't want some dude in a suit walking yeah, around. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to work. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you know, no one's going to be gotta terrified be of that in in twenty twenty four. You know what I mean? Like, come well, on. I, I know you guys have a hard anti disco rule on uh, the stream, but didn't uh, Lorca have like a Gorn skeleton <laughs> in his uh, ready care. room? Yeah, it's not canon. No, he did. No, you're right. It, and, and it was a humanoid. Yeah, Gorn. it was. It was a humanoid. So even Discovery got it right. What's <laughs> on, guys? Discovery wow. also has clean works. Clean works? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. They're fixing that in Strange New World. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I saw real Klingons. Real Klingons. Real Klingons yeah. coming up. Yeah. Listen, everybody about? recognizes the mistake, okay? Once they make the mistake, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, shit, we should not have made the Klingons like that. I, I don't think Akiva Goldsman recognizes it, though. <laughs> well, he, well, he, in all of Akiva's, you know, I know Akiva's done a lot of things that are not good, but the couple of things he's done well, and by the way, uh, I don't know who gave him a lot of cred for... Um, um, who was who was recently on Drinkers? Uh, big famous guy, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, mm. uh, when they were getting ready to do Gladiator, um, so Ridley Scott came to Russell Crowe and said, "Hey, I want to, you know, let's do this movie." And and Russell's like, "This script's terrible." Mm. And so uh, Ridley's like, "Well, let's do it together. Let's work on it." And so Russell actually called Akiva in, and Gladiator, the script we got, is because of Akiva Goldsman, and that's actually a a really good movie. Hmm. So there's he's done some bad stuff and some good stuff. But let me tell you what else uh, that Akiva is responsible for is he thought that Discovery was going to be Pike originally. He came in and told Alex, he's like, listen, um, you know, P Pike, let's do let's do Pike. Everybody wants to see Pike. We never got to see him in the original series. Uh, let's do that. And, and Alex is like, oh, no, we're already like all deep on this Discovery stuff that Brian Fuller created. Right. Brian and with Fuller. bad Klingons oh. as well. Fuller, man. Right. He Bad Klingons and everything, right? This. He started this. He started this. He doesn't well, get enough so, credit. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't. But so Akiva is actually a big reason why, because we got Pike because of Akiva. And that's why Akiva is now working on the Strange New World series. So as, as many things that Akiva's done that don't work, he's also given us some things that have worked. And you're right. Uh, you know, he's done some really, really awful things as well. So I just... I just want to make sure we balance it on that. So, I think I said this to Shane once, and I'll say it to you guys. I said it to him privately. I think Akiva is an actual Star Trek fan, but I think he's a pushover in the writing writers' room. He's a TOS fan. Yeah, um, Vader actually has to go. Yeah, so let's... I want I want to bust in really quick. Go for it. Just uh, I want to thank a few people because it's been a crazy couple of days, and I got to bone out of here. I got to go do the real life job. It sucks, but um, <laughs> Shane, Brian. Love you guys. Thank you so much Love you, Love too, man. for uh, doing what you do with us. You know, you've, you've helped make this whole thing really special for us. I want to thank the guys in the chat. No money G everybody for coming into town this week. It's been a really special couple of days for, for me and for all of us. Absolutely. And uh, I'll let these guys say what they want when they're, they get out of here. But for me personally, thank you everybody. Um, it's been a really fun week and I can't wait to do it again next uh, year. We appreciate you, brother. So, yeah. It's a lot of yeah. fun. You you know you add, you're that sprinkle of spice that we need in everything. And, we, and uh, you guys really that. need to reconsider getting new wrenches. On your <laughs> okay, because that dude's a clown. <laughs> got it. Got it. Hey, yeah. right. hey Vader, before you leave, are, are we doing STLV? Um, that's look. You talk to him. He's <laughs> that's he's, a Kadish thing. That's like yeah. I I hope so. I would love to do that. Okay.
personally. So, it, yeah. It's not STLV anymore. Though. It's just yeah. the, the, the biggest sorry. sci-fi. It's the wish version of STLV. It, it, yeah. You know, I really <laughs> wish that they would just own the fact that they don't have the license anymore and turn it into like an every sci-fi show yeah. convention and just have everybody there. Get Stargate in there. Get Absolutely. Battlestar yes. Galactica. Get Star Trek. Just have them fill it up. That's, how you, that's how you get fans, dude. Have yeah. I want to go get Supernatural, gr- Stargate, oh. Firefly, name it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get all of us dressed up to where we're unrecognizable and go take a group picture with uh, Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, yeah, brother. Right. brother. Appreciate you. I See you later, guys. I'm later, Vader. Out. Out of here. Right. Later, Vader. Oh, that's a new that's one. Good. That's that's it. It. <laughs> later, Vader. Yeah, STLV, once it has a couple of bad years, like when fans stop showing up, that's when they'll start going, yeah, we're going to have to open this thing up a little well, bit. Well, the, uh, the official, so like the reason that uh, Creation Entertainment lost the license for Star Trek was because basically um, the uh, Paramount and CBS wanted to do their own conventions for Star Trek. And mm-hmm. so like they took the license back, but they've canceled every single one of their conventions <laughs> right, ever right. since that point. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like, well, you're not doing anything with the God darn, yeah. you know, license anymore. Yeah. So. Wasn't the plan supposed to be that we're going to do like a, a Disney D 23 type yeah, thing. For first Paramount? contact yes. day. It was going to be first. Yeah, contact yeah. day. I was, been... Okay. So funny, funny. That I was actually looking this up last night because I had to know why there was no first contact day this year, even though there was first contact day for the last two years, even though, even if they're a week, bro, that was their plan was to make first contact day, which happened about a month ago. They're like D23, their mm-hmm. big day where they release it, they have a convention, they release everything. And um, they had a really poor showing in 2021, and then in 2022, it was hyper low budget. And now there's nothing, there isn't even a graphic anymore on their website, just Jeez. like nothing. Well, and that's part of the problem there. I don't know what the heck's going on over there. I mean, we didn't get anything for this co- first contact day. Uh, they get, they handed out news. And we do actually talk about it in the video. I do think that they are they were a little bit strong-armed because <clears throat> the the love for Star Trek Legacy and the, the loudness that we were becoming as fans was starting to become so overwhelming, uh, especially after Discovery had been canceled, that a lot of the Discovery fans were like, this sucks. Like we're losing our show. You know, these guys are all excited and, and they were not, not, weren't, nece- weren't necessarily not Picard season three fans, but they were also like, it was kind of like salt in the wound. I think you undermine you know? your credibility when you talk about discovery fans. I don't believe they exist. Oh, uh, that's not true. No, but they exist. A couple of years ago when we went to the Star Trek convention, when I think it was still licensed as Star Trek convention, it was yeah. 20, 2018. Most of the people who were dressed up in like cosplay slash had like the merch and stuff, yep. they were all Discovery fans. Oh, yeah, well, I, 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 and they're all I rocking the disco most, thing, and they're they're like yeah, 15, but I think 15 that's colors because, in each each person's hair. It's crazy. I Sorry. think that was mostly because like that's that was like the primary license that was being pushed. Like they didn't have a lot of access to the new stuff. To, to me, people who are quote unquote Discovery fans are just hardcore Star Trek fans. They like anything with Star Trek in the title. I don't think they that there are actually any. <laughs> real discovery fans in existence well you know here's the thing is that the people who are fans of discovery and and this is the thing they're the loud ones the young people who've come in that say you know discovery is my star trek they're the ones who are extremely verbal loud all of us old people uh, right our older you know legacy fans or or you know old time star trek fans we're quieter we're not going to get up and start shouting from the from the rooftops yep. and so that's what the studio hears and that's what they're like oh well this is working but, but, but i mean like i don't see any young fans on tiktok 
clipping you know stuff from Scenes discovery, from discovery. <laughs> and like 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 you know like crying about them or like anything like that like there's literally like n- like no buzz about discovery like i don't even think most people know that there's gonna be a season five um so like to me like yeah like discover discovery is just like um smoke and mirrors right like i don't really think like any of the star trek fandom like if there are people who enjoy it it's like a casual enjoyment but like they're not obsessed over it like they are over not, like you know yeah. other seasons well the, the it, way it create, other trekkies are right well here's the thing though it also you gotta understand that most of the people who are let's say discovery fans like you say the ones who are not rabid uh, it takes time for a series to become rabid. So we're rabid fans because we have, you know, 40 plus years of loving Star Trek. You know, these people who have new Star Trek, they're like, yeah, I really like this show. This is good. Yeah. But they're not to the point where they're like, you know, like, this is my life. Do you think <laughs> Do you think people who watch Discovery, maybe first time fans of, of Star Trek, go back and watch the older shows and think they're crappy? I don't think they go back and watch the older shows. I mean, yeah. I, it'd be cool if they did, but I don't think they do. And they don't uh, bother. You know, like, oh, I'm going to check out that Voyager show that came out in the, like, yeah, the fans <laughs> that I've talked to that are Discovery fans, they always say the same thing. Because I always like, well, what do you think of like a Legacy Trek or, you know, the older shows? And like, yeah, you know, just kind of it's, it's hard to watch because it's old and, mm-hmm. you know, that it's the, the, dated. Like, means like a box. Why is it? Why is it a box <laughs> long? Why isn't it wide? Where's all the screen? It's missing part of the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, it's uh, they don't they haven't watched it. And I think and I don't know if you can go back like, and they wouldn't like there's it. a lot of. They, it, to them, it would be misogynist. It, it, it'd be triggering. Right. Honestly, 100%. it would be triggering. Well, yeah. To, to some of the young people, you're right. right. So, so I'm if, just if trying to like, say there are... Real quick, Shane. If they like Discovery, though, if they really do, then they like the extreme dramatic element of, of Discovery because that's all that's really right. prevalent in that show, right? Well, they like the characterizations, yes. You're not going to get that in Enterprise or Voyager and TNG. I mean, you might get that a little bit in DS9, but pretty much every other show is not that. It's just not. But, but I mean, like, how many people go out there and talk about Captain Burnham as opposed to, like, Kirk <laughs> or, you know, uh, the, even Shaw. Like, Shaw had, like, eight episodes in, in, like, the third season of a show. It's like you hear more about him than you hear about Captain Burnham. Bro, I'm yeah, one, I'm one half of a fairly uh, prop, popular uh, Star Trek uh, channel, and just <laughs> until right now, I had forgotten that she was a captain. So, <laughs> well, because she wasn't a captain for like three or four seasons, yeah. three, three seasons. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they did her wrong to start her off. I mean, if they you don't bring a character in and immediately make them unlikable, mm. you know, like, like I actually wanted to see the adventures of Captain Saru. Like I was I was like on board with Captain so Saru. Was I. That's so weird. And, 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 and then they, they, they made him like F off back to his like, you know, fishing hut on his uh, Kelpian planet. And uh, they're like, okay, Michael Burnham's finally a captain now. So, like, you know, she can actually make decisions as opposed to just telling the captain what he should do. Okay, so it, on it that note, hard. real quick, can someone explain to me how Saru's people, Kelpians, even communicate at any point with the Federation? They live in huts and they <laughs> fish and they, with, 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 man, with nets they make out of, out of plants. How the F did he even get into the Federation? I'm so confused well, by this. Well, we don't know because he was never in the Federation until Discovery, and so it didn't really make a lot of sense. When you add new characters that were never in Star Trek before, it's tough, and they didn't flesh out a good backstory until he got there. I didn't like Saru because, you know, he was okay, and I love the actor. Yeah, I Doug Jones is awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic, yeah. but ha- he was such a – what's the right – he's like a weak character. Like, because fear was like his main um, driving force – 
and he had to like overcome that fear. It was interesting, but at the same time, it was it was like irritating when he would get in the captain's chair and he would be so like unsure of himself. Indecisive. Indecisive. Yeah, it was frustrating. And it's like, God, I don't want, you know, can is everybody on the show going to be indecisive? But that was like just a narrative trick to give Burnham something to do because like right. they really kind of hamstrung themselves by making her the first officer as opposed to the captain because in all Star Trek series, the captain's the one who drives yep. the, the action because they have command, right? Yeah. But when you make your main character someone who's not in command and they're telling everyone, mm -hmm. okay, this is what you need to do, they're basically undermining every like captain that they have on that ship. And they needed Saru to be weak and indecisive in order for Burnham to like shine. And it wasn't until Burnham took command that like, you know, she was able to basically fulfill that that role that she'd been trying to fulfill for like the first three seasons. Right. And it's just ridiculous. Like there was a missed opportunity well, when Saru went back and uh, remember his ganglia came off or whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was real weird how she had to like tickle his dang ganglia or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember that? She's like, he's like, I yeah, do, yeah, unfortunately. You're like, what the fuck is going on? But when he, when those came out and he like evolved into his into his uh, predator uh, version of himself or whatever, and he lost that fear. They had the opportunity to make him like a really cool alien captain. Right. The first alien captain, we never seen an alien captain, not really, not as the main character. They had the opportunity to to take what they had and canonically make them into a masculine badass alien captain. And what did he do? His first job? <clears throat> I am not fit to leave, Michael. You must be captain. <laughs> right. What? Well, they had to make that transition at some point. And you got to remember that Michael Burnham not being in charge yet telling everybody what to do is kind of an allegory for society today. Like how many how many people who aren't actually in charge are trying to tell everybody else what to do, right? And 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 so you kind of have that. And then it was extraordinarily unlikable. And uh, they just started off everything really bad. And you know Brian Fuller left. They lost their vision. You know. Anyways, I don't want to regurgitate discovery. <laughs> yes. no, we, we got, I've we heard got, this. I've heard this before. We got a super chat. Whiskey Jack. Let old characters have their legacy. We don't need them deconstructed, elaboration or decomposed. That's true. Mm -hmm. that's true that's yeah, very right. true thank you for hey, the super chat do you guys remember when the enterprise had a holographic uh communication system and it broke and they just decided never to fix it bro <laughs> that is kate okay. yeah, that was the wisest <laughs> thing that could have helped <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> brian's losing his mind bro, right now. you understand like I'm, I'm gonna I, i'm like my every time someone reminds me of that i like a little vein i just lose parts <laughs> of my skin fall off it's in the official Star Trek wiki that it broke and they never fixed it. And that was so, the end of Star Wars Trek. Someone decided <laughs> that that was, that, that was a reasonable explanation as to why there's no holographic communication in the future. It that should is, have been none in the first place. I understand that. I mean, how else that, do you retcon but, it? How else Here's the way you really retcon it, right? Yeah. Um, the, Don't the, do it. The Borg surrogate, what was it called? control whatever mm. if the ai it uses it has to use ai to like calculate and so it's dangerous and unsecure so we're gonna we're gonna federation can't use it anymore not there hey it broke and we just didn't fix it brian just fixed it there you All go right, nice. hey, uh speaking of fixing things i wanted to ask brian and shane since i got them both on the same thing and i'm, I'm really hoping i get an explanation for this i'm terrified so mm -hmm. at what point did um starship view screens turn into windows but not just windows, but retractable windows oh, that allow people to to jettison everything on the bridge into space. That actually was from generations. That's from generations. I told so you, generations, Matt. I told you, you. 
Sorry. If you notice in generations, they were actually utilizing the view screen to to move everything in and out of the uh, off of the bridge. So that's that's the only time, though. You're right, though, because but, it but is the, the only Enterprise time. Enterprise D had a view screen. It wasn't a window, right? Jordy fixed it. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, that was a Titan. It was that a was view Titan. screen. We didn't think of it as a window. I mean, they didn't have windows back then. I think you could look out into space as a window, but it was still a view screen. The but, but uh, right? you know, watching the, the TNG TV show, it's it's a big screen, yeah. right? right? Like, yeah. it's, it is. it's not a window. Right. So at some point, they refitted all the Star Trek ships with windows on the bridge that not only doubled as view screens, but also opened up into the vacuum of like space. Like a blast door. Yeah, I I don't I don't well, know no, because I'll that, tell you this well, in generations, yeah. th that's how they were getting in and out of the D when it was crashed. So that's I, but but it was crashed. So conceivably, like something could have broken that wall. But what I'm saying is like at what point? Because in in the prequel shows like Discovery and Strange New Worlds, it's a window, right? And then like in the next generation, it's a screen, and in DS9, it's a screen. Um, so at what point? What, what did that transition happen? And at what point did they did someone decide? Okay, now let's have it open up. You're talking about on the Titan, right? I'm, yeah. ta I'm, I'm just talking about Starfleet ships in general. Okay, well, so, but you're talking about the Titan. He's he's using from Picard they, season three. Yeah, so, and how they got Vatic out of yes. the bridge. Spoiler alert. I mean, is it possible? <laughs> right, too late. For that. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it possible that they just had an escape hatch on the bridge? I mean, it makes sense that you would have a way to exit the bridge if you needed to. Yeah. I mean, so having an escape hatch I, isn't out of sense. It never bothered so, me. I, I think uh, it makes didn't JJ's sense that you can jettison that thing it makes complete sense. Yeah, didn't JJ's two thousand nine movie? It was a window in that, right? Because they were looking out at the sky, and as they went into light speed, you could see like the the stars go yeah, by and JJ stuff like did that. A lot of I know, he did a lot of weird things, but, but, no, but I feel like that even in there, even in the T. TOS and TNG, they still had the animation of going to, going to work mm. on their view screen. Which, okay. honestly, yeah. I remember being younger and thinking, that doesn't really make, make sense. They don't need to see they're going to warp. Well, well, the whole thing we about did, the, the view screen is that we there did, are different though. cameras on the ship that can, like, you know, give them different angles and show them different aspects. And then you have, like, the Skype call where you, like, you, yeah, yeah. you FaceTime <laughs> with, like, a different ship. And and so like in the next generation, that's just like it's a big TV screen, right? Mm -hmm. um, but at some point, the powers that be at Star Trek decided, no, that's a window that doubles as a view screen. But not only is it a window now, it's also a door that opens up. So like like, like the, at, new, the new I mean the new ships had had uh, yeah. escape hatches. But, 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 but don't you think that that's like a, a a like hazard where like you know the entire like like command crew of of the ship could just be sucked out into space if like a uh, like an evil ai decides to open the door well i don't think they thought of I mean, you got to look at it this way matt like just because they never did it before doesn't mean that it can't exist going forward so you know the, it, because we never needed to use an escape hatch on the bridge doesn't mean there's not always been one and it's i think it's kind of believable now the whole view screen slash window thing no, but that I makes mean, sense shane think about this what's that? okay you're you're out of power right but Let's say the AR elements, the augmented reality elements, doesn't work on the screen because you're out of power or whatever. But you can still you can still see out. Like when they were well, out of power and they were trying to find Vatic's ship. Remember, he said, "Go to yeah. the back. Someone go to the back and see if you can see." And look Vatic. out the window. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think that I mean, they've never done it awesome. before, but okay. It's not. It did not bother me in the least. If you're on a Navy ship, there's windows. Okay. If you're on a submarine, there's no windows though. So I mean, I just you know. You well, well I, I, I just think it's odd that, like, you know, for an entire season of The Next Generation and going into, like, Voyager and, and DS9, stuff like that, 
it was just a big TV screen. Yeah, but you're talking right? about what happened on the Titan. It's a new ship. I, not I, the D. I, I am, but like, I what I'm asking, I'm I'm not asking about like you, you know like why is it there. I'm asking about when did that change happen. I'm just going to answer you and say when they invented the Neo Constitution class ships. There you go. But I, when I would say it, it may have always been there. You know. So I don't know. I mean, I just think it's probably it's a little too nitpicky for. Yeah, that's Cage's specialty, though. Hey, we got a got super it. chat that might answer your question, actually. <laughs> right Astro Nerdboy for five bucks. Yeah. Astro Nerdboy, thank you. The Naked Now showed the hatch on the... I can't pronounce that word. Bridge. Tolstovsky. Bridge blown out. I always thought it was the, where the view screen was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well said. Yeah. Hmm. So there awesome. you go. Astro Nerdboy got it for you. Also, super yeah, chat did... from No Money G. Terry even hired a real science advisor for this season. Like they used to have on old Trek, not to do whatever you felt like that made zero sense. So suck it, Matt. He hired a scientist. <laughs> Did he actually say something? Was that directed Matt? at Matt? I don't know. I'm Brian's making it directed oh, at Matt. It was. Okay, Brian added it. Okay. Hey, we have a new guest here in the uh, studio with us. Mr. Reagan. This guy's too cool He's for school. He's got the glasses on. Guys, I don't understand. I love the studio, but why is Who's that dark? rapist? <laughs> I don't understand why it's so dark. Mr. Cruz, oh, hangover helper. Yeah. That, that, that's a joke from my, my father when we when we were kids. We drove into this uh, campground once. It was getting dark, you know, and he's going, man, this campsite, they don't, they don't like light anything. It's so dark. He's all pissed off. Well, I'm just like, you still got your sunglasses on, honey. He's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've we've teased him about that for years. You know how families are. Yeah. You know, nobody yes. ever lives anything down. So I thought I'd jump well, in. Oh, we that got one. two brothers here that know exactly how that goes. Yes. What's up, Mr. And, uh, Ray? How you doing, brother? Good. How are you, man? Oh, long time no see, man. Do my deal. Yeah, for real. If you guys haven't had a chance, Mr. Reagan is uh, is known well for his political commentary, yeah. but he's also starting a what's your new channel? You're starting a it's called Alpha Critic. Oh, that's the voice. <laughs> Alpha and Critic. I like that's it. Actually, yeah. that's, that's a good <laughs> impression of me. It's Alpha like it. You're better than I am at that. Um, but you guys, uh, yeah, we'll share links down below. Go check it out because um, I got to tell you, other than we were afraid at some point last night you would end up with Alf, with uh, Robert Meyer Burnett in the same space, mm. and then the world would explode from you guys talking to each other. Yeah, like you, you guys, know, you guys have him. the same energy. Yeah, between oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Robert Meyer Burnett, and Chris Gore, you, we can probably yeah. start the multiverse with just you guys in the world talking. <laughs> we can get it kind of intense. Yeah, yeah. Chris Gore came on Alpha Critic, which we just posted that right. Uh, uploaded i don't know if you posted it yet oh oh i thought you'd posted it okay i'll be posting it probably tomorrow morning uh a thing we did with uh with uh, chris gore and uh you were there yes i was there and matt was there right and i felt like chris gore and i were just going back and forth and yeah. ignoring yeah. you guys completely i'm like man they're going <laughs> but not because not because obviously we respect you guys we want your opinion but it's just the intensity in the room yeah. you know no, like, no you guys have a lot to say i love it yeah yeah yeah, we're we're what we call uh, douchebags. <laughs> Verbal douchebags. Verbal douchebags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to hear ourselves talk. All right. So what are we talking about? I I missed everything. Uh, well, well, we're, we're talking right. about Star Trek Picard season three and basically Star Trek in general. And I know okay. you're still working on the season, right? I know. I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm poking holes in their love of everything trash. You're not poking so, holes in it. You're nitpicking things yeah, that don't make any sense. Yeah, like, when did they start? I don't know the date, but obviously they did it at one point in time. They decided that it would be a good idea to have some kind of a hatch on the front of the ship. See, my That's theory like the definition is definition of nitpicking, by the way, Matt. <laughs> my theory is that the same genius who thought it was a good idea to network all of Starfleet starships to make and also turn off their ability to communicate with one another at the same time. <laughs> thought that it was a great idea to have well, the that view was, screen open up on the bridge. That was that hoity toity blonde chick who showed up on the Enterprise D <laughs> thinking she was hot shit. <laughs> and everybody had to get even off. with her, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. She's gone now. <laughs> you know, that a lot Shelby. of people a lot of people thought that when Shelby got killed that that was actually Janeway who got killed. No, it wasn't I, I I know it's yeah, obviously yeah. not Janeway, but there was like a faction of people on Twitter well, was like Janeway they just murdered Jane. Oh, well, they're idiots then, because that's obviously not Janeway. We'll go watch Voyager. <laughs> well, for those people who are upset, they don't they didn't watch get Voyager. Janeway. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. For the people who are upset that Janeway didn't get a a cameo, was because they just couldn't do it. Uh, they couldn't afford her. They, they couldn't they, afford her. They could not afford her. So, uh, and also there was a little <laughs> bit of pushback for uh, she was doing Prodigy, so they didn't want to mess with it. So I think that was the excuse. I mean, listen, that sounds like horseshit. Well, <laughs> they got a low budget, remember? So there's a lot yeah. of yeah. Alex. They couldn't even afford oh, to bring sorry, in sorry. Alice Alice Krieg. Couldn't come back oh, to do the okay. board queen. They couldn't you afford to pay her. Oh, How do you know voice. all of everything? How because he talks it? to. Okay, I'm not gonna. Everyone. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah. You know what? You know, I think this is a good idea, though. You know how sometimes directors and producers they'll actually like read the comments of the mm. fans and they'll be like, "Oh, that's a good idea." Season four, kill off Janeway. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's kill Janeway. Let's start a movement. <laughs> they might. Nope. I think we'll see Janeway soon. Change.org. Kill here, here, Janeway. Here's, yeah. No, I like Janeway. Here's no, fun fact. it's a joke. Obviously, it's gonna... a joke. You don't have to respond literally <laughs> no, to a joke. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's you, the way Twitter works. You know now. how we had uh, I, I should start a kill Raffi uh, change.org. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. I have occasionally <laughs> made jokes to women where, where it's like, uh, you know, I'm like fake hitting on them or whatever. And they're like, no. That will never happen. And I'm like, what? That's like an unnecessary rejection. Like, that was obviously was a joke. Kidding, right? You don't have to seriously respond. I'm kidding only until they By say. By the way, this is how broke they, they say, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, okay. If it works, then you're like, that wasn't a joke. Wasn't a joke. <laughs> this is how broke no, they I, were I on Picard. Uh, in order to get uh, Chekhov back, he literally took his iPhone over to his house and had him record his lines. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that's a good point. Didn't Terry watch the uh, the finale with the actor? Right, I thought I saw, I saw him. They I did. saw him post it on Twitter or Instagram or somewhere. Yeah, it was him and Todd Stash. Yeah, him and, and Todd, and uh, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, there's just this really great community around it. You know, mm -hmm. it was funny because the story goes that uh, Todd, so they live in the same neighborhood with um with him, and he's like, he was walking on. He goes, I think Chekhov lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> And he's well, telling Terry on the phone, he's like, really? Okay, well, let's go talk to him. So that's how it all Yeah, I, uh, I've met Walter Koenig a couple times at the Star Trek convention. He even bought my first Earthman Jack book. Nice. Really super nice guy. Like, awesome. Just one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. And I'm, I'm always surprised when he talks to me because, like, he doesn't have the Russian accent. So, <laughs> yeah, it's confusing, yeah. When I was a kid, I was actually kind <laughs> of traumatized from Wrath of Khan. Which I just watched again the other night. Mm. Uh, because Airwigs. yeah, well, I oh, genuinely yeah. thought they killed him because he, he's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, they go into the ear, and then you go insane, and you're susceptible to manipulation. I, I can't do his voice, but That's you know what I mean. Well, and he's and then he's like, and then you die, and I'm thinking, 
They killed him. They oh, killed yeah. Chekhov. And, and I must have missed the scene where he comes back in the end. But, and and yeah, Chris, I, I find it fascinating that you love the Wrath of Khan so much because Ricardo Montalban's chest is what you strive for right. on yes. a daily basis. Yeah. 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 I yes. wish. I, I, yeah. I can only dream. For an, I hate him a little bit for being... <laughs> For being so much superior so to me. I was traumatized in person by Chekhov three years ago at a convention when he was uh, talking about politics. And I guess he at one point he said, if you don't like it, you can leave. I wasn't paying attention. I was oh, I was shooting right. video. So I got a, at that time. I just well, what happened, was the politics? He was he was it was off. something some kind of, you know, TDS thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was something anti conservative and uh <laughs> surprise whatever it was hollywood yeah i don't even care what it is but it was funny though i just happened to have gotten up at that exact moment to leave because i <laughs> i got my shot great story and so i'm walking he's like you sit down you and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> listen to every word i say and, and so i sat down because i felt targeted and then everyone was looking at me and again, I wasn't even I wasn't even making a political statement. I was just done getting my shot. Well, it was the MAGA hat, yeah. I think. That <laughs> well, yeah. you know, what's crazy is, is like, so the, the first two seasons of Picard, like the first season of Picard, Patrick Stewart had a lot of say in, and he wanted to make it an allegory for Brexit. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. and then for the, the the second season it was an allegory on trump's america with like yeah. the the immigration like the immigration, yeah. and all yeah. the immigration thing was crazy because i didn't think season one was actually as bad as everybody thought mm-hmm. i didn't like it i mean i obviously there's a lot of elements that i didn't like yeah to me it wasn't really true to the spirit of star trek or to next generation which i loved it's but i didn't i wasn't like i hate it like some people really hated picard season one and then season two came around and i was just laughing i mean i was literally laughing it at the episode straight bad. up right it was yeah. it was it was hysterically woke to the point where it was like it's like they're just like shoving it down your throat like the immigration enforcement is evil and all yeah. immigrants are wonderful and beautiful people and you know, conservatives are hateful. The ice agent, the ice agent was like literally like a mustached, oh, literally a mustache twirling <laughs> villain. Yes, he, like, he could. He was like, it was like a, a Holocaust. Uh, yeah. you know, what do you call it? Guard. Yeah, he That's was a, just like <laughs> pushing guard. him around for no reason. Yeah, and you know what's funny? They spent almost ten million dollars an episode to shoot in Los Angeles. So ten figure. million dollars? Is that true? Yeah. Uh, Back even, when I I used to work at Stars uh, Stars Network, and we were doing pretty big productions there. I thought. And that was four million dollars an episode, but this is like Paramount Plus, right? Like I don't understand. Yeah, they put a lot of money making... in the first uh, first couple seasons of Picard and all of Discovery. Um, they they yeah. only cheaped yeah. out recently on the last season of Picard. The first season was most expensive, and it got a little less. And actually, one of the reasons they decided to go back to Earth was because they knew it was going to save them money. So, um, and they didn't want to do any ship stuff because that was going to cost them a fortune. So is that season two? Season right. two. Yeah. So, yeah, so instead of, of ship stuff, let's rent Los Angeles. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the city. Well, you cheaper. know, they do need the money. Look at all the homeless people hanging out. So yeah. oh man, mm-hmm. and all those shots where they're like on like Alameda on 15th, and it's like all oh, clean. God, I'm it. like, nope, nope. I've been there. I was there <laughs> yesterday. That shit ain't clean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, wasn't that in like 1997 or something like that? Did they go no, back it, was in time? Like, it was like 2023. No, it was 2000. Bro. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a modern age. Uh, okay. I, I know um, Voyager went back. Well, they to went LA. back in time, but they went back in time to today, right? right. right? Because right. I, I don't know if you're the lamest story but, uh, ever. Star Trek takes place <laughs> in the twenty fifth century. century. Yeah, 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 in the future. Well, but twenty fifth century the Bell riots and stuff like that, or or, or was it cons like you know? Um, no, no, excursion. it was supposed to be yeah. the, Bell the Bell riots, riots were happening in a couple happened years after that. Right. The next, yeah, the next. I couple believe years it takes place in the future in the year two thousand. Yes. That's well, a Conan in, in, that's an old Conan O'Brien joke. Do you remember the in the year two thousand? Yeah. In the year two thousand, was it Space yeah. Seed that they talked about Khan's reign on Earth? Yeah. The, the, what year did they say that? I, that I think that was nineteen ninety-seven. That was the nineties, right? Yeah. But so then he Con, ended up in, so yeah. Khan was supposed the Khan thing was supposed to happen in the late nineties, and then you had the Bell riots in the two thousand in the mid two thousand twenties, and then you had right. World War Three. So the fact that one of the main characters was like, "I'm gonna stay behind. This is where I meant." When in like two years, the whole world was going to be on fire. Was the most ridiculous <laughs> thing ever. And to be he fair, he it. wasn't happy with staying behind either. He didn't want to stay. He knew he wasn't going to be in season three. That's why he stayed behind. So right. how come when they always go back in time, they don't see these events happen? Even and it's always like, just it's always well, just L.A. on a so, normal day. It's not yeah. like a Holocaust or something. Like, know, what's going on with that? Because they can't yeah. afford it. Uh, how about this? <laughs> <laughs> when, when Picard and company go back to Guinan's bar, there's a picture of the guy who stayed behind with his family. Like nothing mm. happened. <laughs> he just lived a happy life. He just lived a happy life. Died of old age. <laughs> if I'm gonna write the next Star Trek season, right, whatever that show might be, mm. I'm gonna hire Shane. Okay, right, yeah, and I'm he's good because the thing I is, did. like, they must have guys on set, right, going. Oh, actually, this doesn't make sense. Nope, you nope. Know? <laughs> they don't have <laughs> anyone like that. So that that's <laughs> what Shane does every time he makes a point. That was te- that was that was Terry Metalis on season. That's three. why season three was so good. Because <laughs> right. the thing is, you have to get you your the showrunner has to have a set of testicles too, though, man. Because like, even if the writers have ideas, uh, they can just yell out. Like, I, I believe Akiva Goldsman is a Star Trek fan, but I believe he's sort of a pushover so these really poor insanely woke writers just sort of run over him with these really bad ideas i really believe right. that and we got a super okay. chat from ian smith and i got a surprise for ian this is going to be read by doom glock himself hey guys <laughs> love the stream a lot of disco fans like it because of who's the that stuff he's doom they are the twitter oh my doom glock like no, brian is doom you can't hear it but i don't know they are what loud. are you doing Nobody knows what's going on right yeah, you now. You guys can't hear it, but the stream can. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hey, guys. Sorry. Love the stream. A lot of disco fans See like it because of the woke stuff. Time. They are the Twitter mob, like Shane was saying, and they are loud. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's is, is, it, is it the Twitter mob anymore? Because isn't Twitter slowly, slowly being taken over by both sides now? It's like a wild, it's like the wild, wild west on Twitter. Well, yeah. it started out that way. You know, the, it, it, it's like Dr. Jaborgi guarding against the great big. Butthole in space. Butthole in space. <laughs> yeah, they, they are the guardians at the gate. Someone fed us the butthole Pepto Bismol. It's gonna be a rough day. Yeah, yeah. Remember at the end of season two when when like the fart of doom erupted from the great giant space butthole, and the the board just took it. The new board just took it like like a champ. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't watch season two. Took it right in the face. Funny. All I remember is Picard's mom like hanging from something. <laughs> yeah. I had this like burned in my heart. Yeah. I'm like. So this yeah, mom, what? Hung what the? Okay. Wait, 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 Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. Let me let me describe season two for you. Ready? Um, uh, uh, here we go. Picard. Oh, I've seen season two. I haven't. Picard gets thrown back in time to deal with the fact that his mother committed suicide. Yes. And then 
he gets chased by ice agents and then one of his crewmates turns into the Borg queen, goes yes. back in time. <laughs> no, I don't know. I try, I try not to swear on air normally, but can I swear on this show? Yeah, you can. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, honestly, who was like, who was like, you know what we need to do? We need to give Picard childhood trauma. Let's let's I, make I, I think that was a Patrick Stewart thing. Yeah, it was no. Patrick Stewart. It, it was, was, was no. Kiva and Patrick. Let's so have entire yeah, episodes so. where we just show your mom hanging from a noose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. Listen, here's here's a clue for Hollywood producers. Do not let the actors feel good. Oh, I need to I need to have it, you know, this kind of like inspiration for my character. Don't let them write the script for right. you. They can't they write. Can all of their own sort of backstory crap right. for whatever they need in their head. Yeah. But you don't actually put that on the show because that's, I mean, it was a terrible story. Him like running around the labyrinth of his old house. Oh, when the a labyrinth. Well, and we, we had a double bad because not only was it Picard saying, yeah, let's let's explore Picard's trauma as a child, but you had Akiva who needed to explore his own trauma with his mother. Right. So it's like he wanted to do it, and then Patrick wanted to do it, and everybody else is like, "Oh shit, I guess is where we're going." <laughs> oh my god! We're, and we're then screwed. what was with the World War Two thing <laughs> with like the Nazi constant, like uh, the hideout of hey, for the Jews you, you, and you guys Jewish you, or something? You guys want to know what, what trauma I'm dealing with? Okay. Is having to watch Raffi and Seven charge heavily armed assimilated mercenaries. Oh, with knives, yeah, and wing. Okay. <laughs> when Matt says heavily armed, like they're like they're carrying submachine guns in yeah. like like M16s. Like they, they, it's a whole. It's like thirty yeah. Borg, and, and and you have these two ninety pound women with like little knife. With they're little like, knives, you know like, what they should have ah! done? That actually would have been. What, they, just, made they just cut blood. to seven of nine and Raffi succeeding. Like, yeah, yeah. All, the next thing you know, they're, they're on the Lost Arena and they're just like, ooh, that was a dicey. <laughs> <laughs> what they could have done to make that scene good is they just should have played, uh, you know, some, 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 like, uh, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Girl girl power. Power. Yeah. You know, yeah, that would have been hilarious. Do it. We Do all would have loved it. Would have been it. cool if it was like a Taylor Swift thing. Maybe. Yeah. Like an you need to do that for this show. Um, the problem is me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah men a hundred pounds heavier than them, twice their size. Men flipped over. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah they're they armed to the they're them. armed to the teeth with modern <laughs> weapons. <laughs> they should have only been able to use uh, weapons on their outside hands because they're holding hands with their inside hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was some like lesbian subplot that just disappeared in season three. Oh, yeah, yeah, some Borg thing that well, disappeared I'm, in season that's three. That's a great segue. I was going to ask you guys because you know more about the potential of legacy than anybody else I know. But uh, I saw a comment. I can't remember where it was, but somebody was like, "Oh, that's just more Kurtzman Trek because they got the lesbian couple in charge of the of the uh, I guess now the renamed uh, Enterprise, Enterprise G spot, mm -hmm. and um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have the lesbian couple lead the crew, and then we're gonna have our whipping boy uh, Jack Crusher on the side as an ensign who is uh, I guess he's a counselor or he's something a counselor, now, special counselor, special counselor to the captain for so, no reason. So you can you can weave the narrative however you want. So that's the kind of interesting thing about people and their opinions, and it's like if you are like hate New Trek, you know, and and I'm, I'm looking at all of you doomcock cultists out there who attack us all the time about saying this is the same old shit. Just to, just to clarify, just to clarify, that is not who I was referencing oh, at gotcha, all. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, 
all the people attacking us on Twitter all the time say the same thing. And what I would say to them is you can make up anything you want. So what do we know about Seven and Rafi, right? What did Terry Metalis do? He muted that relationship. Right. Now we know from season one, the weird damn final episode where they're panning through the La Serena bridge and you see Seven holding Rafi's hand. And I paused my TV and said, what the hell just happened? Mm. You know, I mean, like, why are there they holding no hands? setup to that. It just happened. And, yeah. and not because they can't be gay. Okay. Because I don't care who's gay or who's not gay. But seven. I, was I with, care who's gay and who's not gay. Okay. Well, <laughs> Reagan does. But you know, <laughs> fine by me. That's at Mr. Reagan on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I care who's gay or not gay. Like, 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 if, you want, if you want seven to be gay, though, she's got to earn it. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so well, she dated like three dudes on Voyager. Right. But, well, so. but, but they also had that whole episode where she goes to the crime planet and Picard does the worst French accent ever. And, oh, uh, and, 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 and the, the evil mob boss there was her former lesbian lover. So they uh, set that up that, that she kind of switched teams. Well, but Raffi no, no, came, no, out, never came, came out of left. By the way, well, they I never mean, said like, that. Like, no, mob it was boss was so no, you hot, had though? to, no, you had to read into that. So and you did and a lot of people do and that's fine. You can read into whether or not. It's but but I mean, like it's set up for her switch at the end. But Rafi they just came out of left purpose. field. Just but just so you know, that was not on purpose. It's, it's a retcon it thing. It's like it's yeah. like Harry oh, no no Potter no no. They, they, Shane, tell the reason why they were actually in that scene at the very end. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Go ahead, Shane. Okay. This, this yeah. was not so, part of the script, by the way. Go ahead. It was not intentional to make her gay at all. It's when they got towards the end, they were at this party and they were all having drinks and it was some get together thing. And You're talking about the producers joke. and stuff. Like the producers, yeah, actors, yeah. The, the writers, everybody was together. And uh, Michelle Hurd and, and Jerry Ryan were just hanging out, having a good time. And they're like, oh, pretending, oh, yeah, we're lesbians. But there was like a joke, right? Okay. Because as we all know, Jerry Ryan is a little more conservative than than most of Hollywood. Is. Oh, is that true? She is. Yeah, she's, she was married, she to, used a to, be married to a Republican <laughs> Yeah. You know and what's so, fu funny? In the 90s, I kind of had the hots for that chick. <laughs> Everybody did. That's why they I don't know. I don't know if Everybody you guys liked her, but I, yeah. I, 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 I yeah. Yeah. she was on Voyager. attracted to that She was literally on Voyager because everybody was like, there's not really any hot chicks. In I think show. I'm heterosexual <laughs> because of her. She's still hot. Yeah, you know, she so. is. She is. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're having this big party and they're like, you know, hey, lesbians. And then all of a sudden, the writers went, yes, let's do that. Right. And so it was like this all of a sudden thing. And everybody's like, yeah. You know, and I think reports were that, that Jerry was like, wow, well, just, we were just kidding, you know? So yeah. they threw it in there at the last minute. So it wasn't earned. You know, if, if she had had some sort of thing that occurred where she was actually with somebody, like what Matt said, if they had turned that into a, Okay, well, she's obviously with girls now. Okay, well, now it makes more sense. So when you see him holding hands at the end, you're like, yeah. that it, it wasn't earned. Mm. I, I, yeah. I'm having a little cognitive dissonance with the word earned, but I understand right. what you're saying. Yeah, like, so yeah. we don't believe wise. it. It's, let's say we this, don't believe it's it. unbelievable. Properly set it's not up. developed. Yeah, yeah. Let me dumb this down, ready? A couple drunk chicks at a party thought it would be a good idea to throw it in at the very end of the script. <laughs> yeah well it wasn't, exactly it wasn't their idea they were just messing around yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but, was, it was the writers it was which writers. which chicks do at parties mm. for a little bit of attention and to entertain everybody so and do just guys have a little hey, bit of fun don't don't you don't get drunk and mess around with guys <laughs> i've made out with vader multiple <laughs> times he just he won't you. admit it you he won't admit it that was our secret alex well you guys are kind of good looking don't ever touch me again I'm not. I, I'm, I'm just drunk. I'm just drunk. It's the hair. Yeah, it's the hair for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the only people in here who have hair. Yes. This is this is true. Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, yeah, I should say I'm the only person in here who doesn't have hair. That's right. I, I was, yeah, I spoke too soon. You, know, Shane Shane, has hair. you, you actually bear a striking resemblance to yeah. uh, Russell Crowe. 
Thank you. There's Thank a you. Russell Cronus to your face. You're right. Your Especially in like the last thing he did where he was really fat. I mean, like, <laughs> he was like a Greek god, right? And like yeah. you look at Russell Crowe and go, holy oh, yeah. shit, who did Russell oh, Crowe? He's talking about Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, I love you. I love you. I love you too. This is why this show is good. <laughs> well, I was sitting next to fat Cr Russell Crowe this whole time. Have that fat Russell Crowe right here, right now. Critical drinker, <laughs> we got him in our studio. I would have broke it all down for you, man. Can you do an Australian accent? Oh, my, oh my god, you know, I can. all right, there you go. <laughs> Bloody perfect. hell, perfect. Hey, we got a that super chat goes. from Michael Nemo. Have you all come across people that say they all love they, they love all Trek and don't understand any disdain for Kurtzman? They make me feel like I'm just an ass. <laughs> Well, those Welcome are, to the club. Yeah, yeah. No, I we've come across those people. I don't think they're like either they're hyper fans or they're casual fans, but they're not. I don't think they're like us. When I when, when I was a kid, you know, and they they brought out. I was I guess I was like eighteen or something, and the, and the prequels occurred, the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, and I'm thinking this is not Star Wars. This is something else. Oh, I hate and it everyone much. hated them. I, I mean, everyone. It. Yeah. And then we get Shane to today, and there's all Shane these. Loves there's the like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually, there's all yeah. these YouTubers mm -hmm. now that just love the prequels, mm -hmm. and right. they grew up with them. They were like five years old or something when they came out. And <laughs> right, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, whoa, whoa. Hold on, a, hold on a second. That's this weird he just, thing. He just called Misa my whole Jaja. movie critic like, question. I have to specify now. I was ten when those movies came out. Oh, double. That. Okay, yeah, so damn. I was the age that right. George Lucas was targeting. I loved him growing up, but what I say all, and I've told you this before, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I always say <clears throat> those movies did not age with me. Mm -hmm. I loved them when I was a kid, uh, sure. But as I grew, the original trilogy aged with me, and I can appreciate them yeah. more now than I did before. And the prequels, they stayed. They stayed at that young age. They yeah, did not I think age Star, with I think Star Wars has a mythology. The original trilogy has a mythology that you can appreciate as an adult. The prequels, I think, are a little bit more kid-oriented. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so it's as an adult now, Binks. I look back. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I think, like, okay, how can anyone like those? But, I, I mean, there are people that really do like them. And so the Kurtzman stuff, maybe if you're young enough and you don't really care that much about you know, the original Star Wars, the original yeah. series, or you don't care that much about Next Generation or whatever, maybe you don't mind uh, that Mikey chick and all the weird You've chick, nailed it on the head. You know? So yeah. that's exactly it. So, Michael, really great point you made here because they don't understand the, the disdain for Kurtzman because they don't understand why we think Star Trek is bad. And it's not their fault that they don't understand. They just didn't experience it with us. And so I think that's a really great analogy that you made. If they had loved the characters and loved Star Trek the way that we had growing up, then they would be like, oh, well, you know, Spock shouldn't have a sister named Michael Burnham. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? That's just like, oh, so Spock owes all everything that happened to him to Michael Burnham. Okay, cool. You know, so it's bizarre, it's bizarre that just stating that is so funny. Yeah. Right. Like just stating what they did is right. just well, they can go 10 years into the future. Do this. All new Trek fans, do this, okay? So a new Star Trek show comes out 20 years from now, okay? And I want you to imagine this. And it's all about uh, Michael Burnham when she's really young. Okay, and Michael Burnham now has a twin sister, and we find out that everything that Michael Burnham did is pointless at this point. It's all due to the. How sister. do you feel? Yeah, right. No, so, no, no, twin brother who's trans. 
Uh, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or whatever you want to do. Right. So that, so I want you to put yourself in that place. If you love that character and now they go back and change that character, aren't you pissed? Yeah. I mean, that's what we felt. And so if you should be able to understand that. And so I think really good point, Michael. That's what we're running across. You should not feel like an ass if people don't understand the disdain for Kurtzman because you're right to feel the way you feel. Yeah. You know what? The funniest thing uh, during Discovery, like season two or three, one of the funny, like it was one of the funniest days of my life. I was sitting there watching, I think it was, um, I think it was Nerdrotic actually. And he was, he was watching like the writer's room talk about how uh, all the writers in, in, in this season of Discovery are women and whatever. And one of the writers goes, you know, and we thought they had this idea. Why can't Spock have a sister? And the interviewer's like, oh yeah. He goes, but really, why can't he have a sister? And, and Gary's like, because he didn't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I laughed for like two hours straight. I couldn't control myself. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's, the, that's what happens when you don't watch um, shows that came before the show that you're working on. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I never watched the original series. Maybe you should if you're writing a story about these <laughs> yeah, characters. I think you should. I think you should be well versed at least in what you're writing. Like, yeah, or, you know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? There's, there's, there's like an entire website out there where you can just like search up things. You don't even have to well, watch. I it. mean, there's only like it, it, we're talking about uh, Strange New Worlds, right? Mm. There's, there's only three seasons of the original series. How long is that really going to take you to watch in preparation for writing a new show? That's what like if if I'm in charge of writing a show that has a, a short prequel series that I have to reference. Why not just take the time to reference I'm it? I'm sorry. I, and, and, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. There's like 22 episodes per season, though. It's not like modern day that's seasons. Still, that's still it's not like, that much. It's like 10 seasons in modern day time. Bro. Brian, <laughs> Brian, how much money are they getting paid to do the next show, though? I mean, it's, I, I mean, yeah. we're, look, we often, what we do as a job, we often have to watch crap that yeah. we do not want to mm -hmm. watch, mm -hmm. right? And how much do we get paid? Not enough. Well, how, much, how much was that super chat? Oh, Five dollars. <laughs> I made well, three hundred and seventeen dollars last month. Yeah. yeah. No, but it, like even for even for our podcast, which again I do it just out of the I, I love doing it, and you know we're not full time yet, but we are making some some. For me, I'm like this ten is ten thousand subs, guys. Well, yeah, we hit ten k mm. subs, which is That's great. Awesome, so I, I'm not complaining about doing it. But Let's when Katie's like, "Hey, we we should review this show because we're going to talk about this other show," I'm like, "Well, how many seasons are there? Two? Okay, how many episodes? There's like 12, 13 episodes. All right, you buckle down and you do it, so yeah. that you can go into the third season or fourth season knowing what came before. It, it does it doesn't feel any like different to but me. But then there are those situations like with Halo where we're, we're we are oh, really we excited watching. to watch it. Yeah. And then we find out how bad it is and we've already committed and we're like, we got to see it through to the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like remember Invasion or Invasion oh, uh, on Apple TV? Yeah, reviews? I, dude, I went in like Sam Neill was was on the marquee for this Apple TV show Invasion. And, I was and like, Alex I, is a huge Sam I Neill want fan. that dude to be my uncle. I love mm -hmm. Sam Neill. He's, he's freaking, Is that the guy cool. with a giant so, mustache? No. No. no well, he had a no, must. He had a giant mustache. No, that's and, Sam... Uh, that, that's Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. No, Talk about Jurassic Park. Yeah, Sam Neill is, is ah, Dr. Neill, Grant from right, Jurassic yeah. Park. Yes. Um, but anyway, he was like marqueed for this big show on Apple TV. And what did he die in like this first he, episode? He died at the end of the first episode. The first episode, he, they mm. killed his character off. And we still have like 10 episodes to go. And yeah. I'm like, wow. I got hoodwinked. That's yeah. messed but up. But as a podcast, 
we said we're going to review the show week to week. And at that point, after the first episode, I'm like, why am I watching the show? <laughs> oh, it, it was it was so it bad. And like we had to break it down by by subplot, right? So yeah. like we we go through each plot in each episode, and we'd always end it with Sam Neill's still dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Neill's an odd guy to be like one of your favorite guys because it's not that he's not good. I like Sam Neill. But he's not in like a ton of epic oh, he, yeah, projects. Yeah, he's, he's a character actor for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Like Red October, he's a side character. Uh, what's, the, what's the, the sci-fi the, one the, where there was a the weird only s- reason Alex loves Sam Event Neal Horizon is because Event Horizon is because you. he's the biggest Jurassic Park fan you ever. Well, know. I was well, say, he was like eight or seven. This guy right here. Right? I was How five. It was the five. first movie I ever saw in theaters. My dad took me, and I was scared out of my mind. And I watched it ten. Oh no, it's a beautiful movie, and it's a it's a it was a tragic misstep not to cast. Sam Neill in all the subsequent sequels. I feel like, you know, oh, the, was, the world movies, the Jurassic <laughs> World stuff. No, no, even like I think the second one was. Oh, the, uh, yeah, they got, they got uh, um, Jeff Goldblum because yeah, he was Jeff, a bigger, he was a bigger actor at the time. So they were like, well, let's have the sequel with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but that's, I don't know. Well, I that's based off the book. Uh, I don't Dr. care. Dr. Grant wasn't in the book. I don't care. Well, you he should. Was, he was everyone's, everyone's favorite character. Hold on. If you're going to base something off source material, you can't just be like, ah, oh, we don't want that guy. Let's get the exciting guy from the first movie. You, that would be a going against the source material. It's also How, about I, money, I mean, too. But Alex, look at him. He's dressed just like Dr. He, he, oh, my God. You <laughs> are. <laughs> oh, you are, too. I just need the hat. With I the just, smug uh, look. Uh, uh, I've been thinking about buying a fedora. Away. Yeah. Life so, does find life stutter. Oh, For now on, just stutter a lot. Chris, you literally look like Ian Malcolm. Oh, you're talking about the other. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Walk, okay. walk around the book and talk about chaos theory a lot. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And then get and, real and, creepy and, and with now, women and talk I'm about here by myself uh, <laughs> talking to myself. That's perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Perfect, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. So bring it back to Star Trek. My point was it, I don't see it as unreasonable to expect these writers who are working on these shows to go back and watch the previous shows that they are working on stories right with. but you have to have a showrunner who requires them to do so yeah and that's yeah. all part of the problem who's in charge who's leading this thing and right. when you have you know michelle paradise who's done a whole bunch of stuff takes over discovery i mean she didn't even get it till season three mm-hmm. you know so you know you got people before that who set the tone in the writing room you know so if, if they don't require their people to go back and be experts at star trek then you know you, what you, are you supposed to do you know that reminds me a lot of um, kathleen kennedy's statement about how star wars has no source oh material <laughs> so her saying that <laughs> so you God. know that no one working on star wars read any of the books yep. any of the comic right. books watching any of the tv shows it was just, it was just like it was mind-blowing that she was able to actually huh. say that with a straight face well, and her, believe it wait, hold on. I, I just got a great idea what if yeah. when kathleen kennedy gets fired Alex Kurtzman hires her to do Star Trek. Will Doomcock <laughs> just have a heart attack on stream? <laughs> uh, no, Doomcock will start swimming in his pile of money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. he, he will have content until the end videos. of time. Yeah. Actually, videos. actually, we need to call him Doom Crotch because uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Gore told a really great story while he was here about how he started calling him Doom Crotch because he didn't want to call him Doomcock. And it kind of picked up and took off. So that's, that's a new really thing, no? story. Yeah. Hashtag Doom Crock. It's, it's, it's the G-rated version of the name. Oh, right. Okay. I just used to call him Mr. Cock. So, like, <laughs> totally RX rated. It's got respect, yeah, so, you know, yeah. put respect well, well, on it. Well, you mean, Mr. Ro- you mean put respect rooster. on Dick's name. That's what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Richard, it's sorry. a rooster, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. We got a super chat from wait, Michael Chris- Nemo. Saru was yeah. weak because he's a man. Women are strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Are we going to go there again? Uh, they killed off every white man on the first season. Oh, my season God. That was hilarious. Up, so. so I remember watching, I, I was watching, uh, I think, Nitpicky Nerd before, and I wasn't watching the series at the time. And he was like, 
Why is it that uh, every time a white man comes on this show, they immediately get killed? This is not normal. This is almost offensive. I do not understand. And I'm like, did they at guy... least put him in red shirts? I was like, this no, guy's got to uh, be doing you, a bit, you guys, right? It can't you guys be remember the, every the... white guy. Do you guys yeah, remember right, the mansplainer in season, at the beginning of season two? Yes. yes. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Right so so, so nope. he was a blue shirt. Yeah. Right. But he, but wow. he was a mansplainer. So he just he, he was in the middle of mansplaining when he died. <laughs> when he died. <laughs> well, if, if you think about all the white guys who were on the first season of, of it's it's Lorca who's evil. Yeah. Right. It's uh, uh, I guess uh, Saru who's technically a white guy, but he's an alien. Hmm. And then you got the guy who was the Klingon. They turned him into a human. Right to look like a human. No, no he he wasn't uh, white though. He, he was um he was Middle Eastern, or or uh, Hebrew something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I'm I still think that's partially white to some degree. I don't know. Anyways, Clip well this that. this is another <laughs> par- this is another parallel <laughs> well, to Star Wars. What they do in Star Wars? <laughs> well, think about it. You got three. Well, if you want to go there, we've got uh, Caucasoids, Negroids, and you've got. Uh, uh, met, met, metazoids, I think, right? So you got three races of human beings, yeah. right? So the Asian type, you have the black yeah. type and the white type. Yeah. So those people in the middle, right? They're a combination of something. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So all of the Middle Eastern people are a combination of some of those things. So, yeah, right. but I think the only white guy in Discovery first season was Lorca. He was, and he was evil. Yeah. So yeah. well, it's it's the same thing they did with Star Wars again. It's like there's some kind of collaboration between. People working in sci-fi, let's destroy all yeah. sci-fi. But, but then in season two, after <laughs> Mansplainer died, you had Pike. And Pike's like the only good white guy in right. the show. Well, you Pike, got Stamets was good, but he was but he was but not, he's, he's gay. So he's, he's gay. Not technically so he yeah, he gets a pass. Pike, Pike <laughs> reminds me of the new Budweiser ad with the horse, where they're like, the spirit of America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I always For felt sure. like Pike was like too, a little too masculine. He's he just was, like, he, well, he, he shows up with a beard at the beginning. He was very yeah. understanding. And he's barbecuing. And he really well. Yeah. well. And he has yeah. great hair. And he has yeah. great hair. He literally yeah. barbecues every episode. Off guys like us were like, where the hell are all the tough white guys? Exactly. Like, oh, we got one. We got yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Good. He's the most popular character on that show. Hey, uh, we got <laughs> a super season two. We got a super chat from uh, Latino Slant. He says, oh, Mr. Polly. Reagan, Polly? who are better swimmers, Cubans or Mexicans? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got that one? Cubans or Mexicans? Who are the better swimmers? Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think we got to say Cubans, right? Yeah. They got to swim, swim further. Yeah. Yeah. They got to swim further. Yeah. They got the endurance. Right? Listen, right? man, have you seen those, raft, those rafts that they build? Dude. I've. I'm impressed. It's impressive. That right? is impressive work. If you want to get to America bad enough, let those people in. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, they really work hard to get here. That's how I feel. Like, look, if all you had to do was like cross the fence, no. But if you had to build a makeshift raft out of trash and then float across the ocean, the you deserve to be here more than me. You're yeah. gonna piss Polly off. Have you seen the? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not about the, that. Have you guys seen the videos of the of the makeshift submarine that they made to to smuggle cocaine? In oh yeah, yeah. yes, I that was incredible. Yeah, it was a That's submarine. Yeah. It was literally under the water, and they this coast guard guy with his cell phone was like, "Hey guys, what are you doing?" They opened the hatch, and I'm like. <laughs> How did you build a submarine out of a 57 Chevy? Like, what is happening right now? It was amazing. It's like, yeah, it's the like people with oil the, drums. They, yeah. The, the, there's that old saying, the people with the most ingenuity in the world are drug runners. We don't know that. <laughs> our our, our the criminals. They built underneath yeah. the, from Mexico to, to America. They have tunnels. Oh, like yeah. yeah. It's incredible. For sure. Hey, thank you for that uh, uh, Latino slant. Paul, if you guys haven't gone over to check out his channel, he is uh, fantastic. Uh, and you have to see this week's winner. Uh, I'll just say, I'll leave it at that. So well, we had a discussion yesterday. This yeah. is why he he throw this up here. 
I don't know. He was joking around about this concept of the wet back, right? That this this Say racial that closer together. Like you no. said it separately. <laughs> no, just space the it out. No. Space no. It out. I left a little there's a color intentional. I need a, a, I need a full breath. A full breath in between those two words. Yes. <laughs> I put a whole breath. I did. Breath. Yes. Now, now, in all fairness, Paulie started the conversation. Yes. So you're off the hook. He's talking about how in uh what what was the Wakanda movie? Forever. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. The villain, like Namor. literally has is wet, right? Because right. he's he's like he runs, you know <laughs> that and, movie's so and, racist. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and he's gotta get dried off, right? In order to lose his powers or whatever. And then they get this big shot of his back, and they're like, Look, it is a guy with a wet back getting dried off by the black Wakandans, whatever. More pause. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. More wet breath back. And <laughs> And I and I and I made the observation. I was like, it's it's weird that Mexicans are such good swimmers, but blacks can't swim at all, right? <laughs> no. To go one step no. deep, no. right? Oh my and I, it was a joke, right? It was a joke. Oh and, uh, and we went into oh. it, and somebody made the observation that well, they probably don't have pools in the inner yes, city. That was me. And yeah, it's Shane. And I'm like, you know, I never thought about that. It became very solemn and serious all of a sudden. Yeah. We all took a moment. <laughs> We said we need to change the conversation. <laughs> Where did this happen? Thank you for the we super said we chat. need social change. <laughs> that super chat just got your channel demonetized. <laughs> thanks, I'm gonna have to come work for you guys then. Thanks, Polly. Thanks, Polly. <laughs> well, I will be back in two months, guys. <laughs> 90 day block. From T and Toys, the Enterprise was apparently refitted twice after Strange New mm. Worlds. But they didn't repair the hologram system twice. It was mm. completely missing in TNG and Voyager. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. And this is what makes me the most upset about that. It's part of the official, like the official wiki. I know. I know. It's, it's, the, it's an official reason as to why it doesn't exist. It's the, most, the laziest thing. In the, in the, right. It's almost as it lazy as saying, we need a new character. Wait, did Spock have a sister? <laughs> you know what it is better than though it's better than them continuing to do it in forward shows that's true so i would have rather them have a stupid reason for stopping doing it than to make it worse by just but, driving through but this comes back to, to my point about the timelines if they just said that this all happens in a different timeline then it'd be okay but the thing is is like they've never come out and said okay what timeline are we? I know you guys they like, won't. like, oh, it's the prime timeline for Picard. Obviously, it's like, is it though? Is that what we is sound it? like to you? Yeah. I mean, listen, you <laughs> yes. sound like wishful thinking, which I get. Like, we all wish, like, oh, maybe they should have just started over. But the fact of the matter is, is that they've I, made it canon. So. I'm not. I'm not saying that they need to start over. I'm just saying that when, whenever you're telling a story, it makes sense to be very clear with your audience what's going on because it prevents stuff like this from happening, right? So, like, if they just said that, like, oh. Strange New Worlds takes place in an alternate universe yeah. timeline that's parallel with like the original series timeline or something like that. Then all these issues just kind of go away. Right? Well, I heard that at the end of the new season of Strange New World, Spock wakes up and he's like, whoa, that, <laughs> that was, was a, a weird dream. That was a weird dream. Yeah, that's yeah. the best retcon ever. That's how you yeah, do it right there. Exactly. Guys, if you haven't seen this, OK, if go to our main channel. Not this one. Our main channel. It's called The Secret <laughs> Reboot. Okay? The Secret Reboot. Right there. It's got 166,000 views. Go watch that, yes. and all your questions, Matt, will be answered. We answered oh, we go. Yeah, You know what? Question. I think part of, part of that script was actually written 
after reading what Matt wrote about uh, some stuff. So I think it actually go back and read what you wrote before. And, uh, <laughs> I, I've written a lot, so you're gonna have yeah. to be no, no, more, no, more no, this one wasn't. No, this one wasn't Matt. This one was Is that um, another one. This one oh, was the untold Trekker. story. Which one? The, the untold story was Matt. This one was Salty Trekker. Yeah, I lose track. We've done a hundred and some of these things, so I've written a lot. Sixty-six videos. Wow. All right. Too many. Keep going. I, I will say that the video where I pointed out the uh, Jaborgi um, situation has been blowing up for us. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I think it might be one of our top videos. Oh. It's a five-minute video about Cadish complaining about something, <laughs> right. and it's our top video on our YouTube. People channel. Love you know where to see me complain. Drives me insane. <laughs> Alex, this is your new format: just Cadish complaining every day. I should just give up and give him the show and be like, here you go, man. You're obviously more successful to me. So I'm going to go. Some, some people are funny. I had a buddy. I used to live in Toronto and there was this guy and he would come back from his day and he would just bitch about his day. And it was like one of the funniest things I ever heard in my life. I would listen to Matt Vader complain about his day before I would listen to Kate. Well, Matt, <laughs> yes. No, no. Matt Vader can literally complain about anything. anything. And, it's hilarious. and it's Reagan. always funny. Yeah, Reagan, have you ever listened funny. to Adam Carolla? Oh, I, I yeah, literally yeah. was listening to him on the way here in the so car. So Corolla, that's his that's his thing. He just is really good at <laughs> complaining and making it right. funny. Like yeah, some people thing. are good at Matt, that's your thing, bro. I'm not funny though. No, oh, he's no dry. You're, you're funny because you're not trying to be funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that makes oh, you're you're not people laugh at me. Right. <laughs> we're not laughing with you. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Straight laced. Everybody, come on. He's like super serious about the Gerardi board. There's no. He's like, there's no fireworks in space, and I'm like, is he being serious right now? <laughs> I think Terry Metalis had the same reaction. He's like, I think Terry tweeted, and he's like, oh wait, you, you were serious? serious? <laughs> Complain about the fireworks from Frontier Day? Like, upset about we the have fireworks. transporters, bro. You know, you know what was funny is uh, there was a comment in during that one of those streams, like, what if it was just part of their view screen? What if there was no, actually no fireworks? It was just a CGI. Just, yeah, thing. just it's just all you know, augmented reality. Yeah, Michael yeah. Nemo for two dollars. Thank you, Michael. Nitpick: Titan becoming the Enterprise felt mm. forced. Mm. Before Shane goes off on a tangent here, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> I guarantee you that. The alternative <laughs> of that was worse. I've still not seen it was enough of the show <laughs> to know what's going on. It was considered. It was actually considered to be the Picard. So instead of being the being the Enterprise, there was like discussion about whether it should be called the Picard or be called the Enterprise, and if you go back and look at the conversation that happens just before you see the Enterprise G, watch that conversation and think Star Trek, think the Picard, okay, <clears throat> and watch that, and you'll get a whole new appreciation for the scene where Jack's telling, uh, telling John Luke, you know, a name means everything. You, you know what gets right? me about that though is like, so for the Titan, you would think that if they're they're going to rename it, they would rename it the Shaw after. The, the captain who gave his life, you know, trying to like save the day. And, and then the Excelsior would be renamed the Enterprise or something like that because a year later they would have rebuilt the Excelsior. Shaw dying broke you, didn't it? It really did. did. It, it, it didn't break me. I, I'm saying like the guy died trying to like save the universe by protecting like Picard and his crew. Yeah. And, it, and it was his ship. And so like if he died, like well, the ship it, yeah. should be named after him. At right? some point, it would be, but no. it's too soon. They're like, going to name they, they'll, eventually. Soon. They'll name a school after. Him. You don't It'll usually name uh, the ship right after somebody dies. It the, usually takes time. One of the it was shuttles. A year later. One of the shuttles in the new Enterprise uh, like, will be more named time, the shuttle. Like, ten years. 
They'll make a statue and then Antifa will pull it down. <laughs> In 2403. <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the year that takes place. Um, uh, Michael Neem over $2. Never give an actor creative control. Yeah, in exactly. most cases, exactly. I totally never, never, yeah. never do that. Although, and that was part of the thing with Picard. That oh, Go ahead, Brian. I, I would say uh, Deadpool was pretty much, the original Deadpool, the first one, was pretty much spearheaded by Ryan Reynolds completely. Like, right. We didn't get that movie. With but that's a little movie. bit different. He's, he's not yeah. a just an actor, though. Yeah, well, there's, there's always exceptions to the rules. But yeah. in general... You don't want the person who's starring in the show to be right. able to dictate what the show's going to be. Com it, comedians are different because you, I mean, a, a lot of times in films, you'll have, you'll be like, okay, now we've done the script. Now riff. Yeah. You know, now, now ad lib. Well, we'll see if you got, you come up with something better and they'll do six right. takes mm -hmm. of different lines. Right. That's Which what, makes sense. yeah, that's what Ghostbusters was essentially. just yeah. a bunch of like comedic actors yeah, on the spot. That. Yeah. Well, well uh, Patrick Stewart, when they showed up to, you know, to say, let's, we want to do a Picard show. He's like, get out of my damn face. Right. He didn't want to do it. And so finally, out of respect for Michael Chabon and, and uh, Akiva, he agreed to meet them so that he could tell them face to face, I don't want to do the show. Right. So he met him face to face and somehow mm -hmm. they kind of talked him into doing it. But his thing was, I have to be in the writer's room. I have to be a part of this. And so they kind of gave see. up the keys I to see. the ship right away. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, like, that's what happened, I think, with Superman 4. <laughs> really well uh, christopher reeves was like i want to i want creative control over this and they were like okay yeah that worked freaking well yeah. my my father i'm just going to throw this in here my father i talked to him about picard the other day because he had tried to watch i think season one or mm -hmm. something and i said well i i've heard season three is good skip to season three he's like look chris i can't watch picard he reminds me of joe biden too much <laughs> <laughs> he's like so old now <laughs> Yeah. That he can barely function. I'll say, I'll say this. Compared to season one and two, um, Patrick Stewart looks way better in this season. I right, don't know what they right. did. Maybe it's because they put a leather jacket on him like you and he looks badass. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm watching this season. I'm like, that is not the same guy well, from two seasons ago. Season three is Joe Biden on his medication. Uh, to get him up, yeah, right? they juiced him up with B12. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. When they got him his... before he gets out there, like, hey, everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know you guys are making a joke. Wait, wait, wait. Did you guys? He was 100% on uppers. There's, He had to be on uppers. Some kind of Adderall, maybe. I don't know. Something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, guys, are we talking about card are Both. we talking about joe biden <laughs> i'm confused here did you guys see the the entrance that he had um in ireland when he went to go visit that country no, oh happened? my god dude they played flogging molly like a loudspeaker <laughs> i like, do i did like, see this like I he was entering this. a wwf is that competition real? and joe biden comes walking out to flogging molly and i was like this is insane it's it was pretty hard. entertaining that's <laughs> all like, like, it's like no no and he's like he's like he's like he's like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. He's barely. He's like. He's pointing out in the audience, like, "Hey, how you doing, guys?" He's like, "Where am I right now?" It's, it's it like hilarious. his crew is like, yeah. "Let's do the the what no one will expect." Flogging <laughs> Molly. Flogging Molly. Well, I also think Patrick Stewart was also. I mean, he was pumped because everybody around him was also pumped. Like you know, if you look at Jonathan Frakes, he he's a he's a yeah. incredible because it was season. a reunion season. Yeah, yeah. and he didn't yeah. want to do it. I mean, he fought it to the very end. He did not want to do a reunion, even going into season three. Terry had to like you know you know get him aside and be like you know he's told this story on you know many times, but uh, he had to basically convince him to do it and say, look, you know this is the natural conclusion for this character and I want to, you know, do it well. And so when, when uh, Patrick Stewart, he was all in. And once he was all in, you could see the energies back mm -hmm. The make it so's or make it yeah. so's again, you know, and, <laughs> and everything's great. And he admitted that at the end of this thing, he ended up crying because it was so powerful That's for awesome. him. And well, 
Plessy. To bring it back to our dads again, my my dad texted me. Um, he said I, I didn't like seasons one. I stopped. I didn't watch season two because the energy wasn't there. Right. He's like, I the reason why I loved uh, TNG is because it seemed like everybody was having fun on set. Mm. And he's like, season three felt just like that. Yeah. You know what Everybody's I just you know what I just found? I just found a reading rainbow episode mm -hmm. that they've clipped together all the because it's all behind the scenes of Star Trek the Next Generation. They did one of those, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's LeVar Burton, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he's going through and he's like, I play Geordie LaForge. Right. And this is, you know, Worf and all this. Look at Worf without his makeup. And mm -hmm. and Michael, I forget his name. He's he's like, Dorn, he's like yeah. yeah, he like he's like He's like Worf walks with big steps. You know, it's, it's, it's great. You get all this behind the scenes stuff. That's it's awesome. cool. It's reading Rainbow. You know, yeah. I think we all grew up with reading Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually worked on at the production company that made Reading Rainbow. Yeah, you want you want to be traumatized? Watch yeah. Reading Rainbow and then in school be forced to watch Roots. It's like a really <laughs> rough that, that is traumatic, by the way. What's oh going on right now? Why are they doing that to him? Why are they being I so think mean? The LaVar! No! <laughs> That's a, good, that's a good dark term. Uh, no, the uh, I, I feel like Roots quasi ruined America <sighs> because I just did a video. Everybody should subscribe to my Mr. Reagan YouTube channel if you want to see this. Uh, I I did a video. It's called uh, "Slave Owners Were Not That Bad" or something Wait, like oh, that. Geez. I can't oh. remember. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, Quick disclaimer: space, space, He's space. old, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I think it's like they were not bad people or something like that. Oh my god! Uh, because somebody found on Twitter. Oh my yeah, yeah. god. You're gonna really need to explain. I'm having a stroke right now, real time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, because some there's this guy on Twitter that I follow, black guy by the way, and he found all of these interviews with former slaves, and it was crazy stuff, man. And he, like these these former slaves were like, "Oh yeah, I I used to be owned by uh, this family, and they're real good people, and we go see them every Christmas and exchange gifts and stuff." And I'm like what like you're out on social calls with your former slave masters yeah but they loved each other i mean really loved each other some of these slave families and some of these slave master families really actually cared about each other and were like family they were really this like historical family. documented historically stuff? documented you gotta watch my video that's wild and off to the side of the screen you you don't see it it's like uh jimmy joe jimmy joe ray's got a gun yeah yeah tell us how much you love us this is the hollywood caricature right mm. so they, they they created roots and everybody went Wow, slavery was basically like a horror movie. It you know? was, man. No, no. I think probably, yeah, of course. Well, there had to be a lot of it was really bad. Yes. They didn't want to do it anymore. No, no, so. Well, okay. The podcast <laughs> is in no way associated <laughs> with... Let's destroy your whole argument. They didn't want to do slavery anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking done. No. That was, a mic, that was a mic drop. That was a mic drop. That was it. That was it. You're actually, you're actually wrong. You're actually wrong. If you want to keep doing it. If you look... Yes, <laughs> fucking Lincoln. Danny's got your link. Danny's got the link of your channel. <laughs> yeah, oh go ahead. Click, go, I'll get all the hate mail. Send me the hate mail. Send me the hate God mail. God damn you, President Abraham Lincoln. What yeah. are you thinking? They wanted to keep doing it. Well, what's weird? What's weird is that in a lot of these interviews, they're like, after slavery was very, very I thought difficult. this was a Star Trek channel. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, they're like, we actually preferred. Back then, this it's so real. Oh watch my video. Watch my video. You'll see. I'm gonna watch your video. Watch my video. I'm gonna do ten Hail Marys before I do it. <laughs> I'm going to watch no, your look, video. I'm not saying the horror show never existed. Okay. I'm just saying that that was an extreme, you know, extreme minority. Yeah. And then you know there were people that were actually 
you know, t- cared for very well. And then there was everything in between. The, the hi- history is nuanced. It's not just this one thing that it's like roots. You're giving Brian it. a twitch. I'm nervous. <laughs> this is real. This is real history. Whatever you do, Reagan, don't take your pants off right now. Please. <laughs> I feel like I need to pee on the desk. You're paying for it if you do. You know, I've actually, I've actually spent an evening drinking with Gavin McGinnis, so... So oh. it could happen. It that could explains a lot. He, he may Christ. have rubbed off on me a little. From Astro Nerd Boy for two dollars, and by the way, Astro Nerd Boy, I'm so sorry that you're the next super chat right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just it, roll the dice, my bro. Uh, hey, but pre- prequel Star Wars. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I can't. That's right. Anakin was a slave. <laughs> he loved Watto. He was like a father. He was. He was a slave. <laughs> oh, shit. My name is Anakin, and I'm a person. By the way, guys, he loved it. Did they have the Christmases together? Yes. What are you talking about? He left his mother there because his mother loved being a slave. <laughs> Alex is literally crying. He's literally crying. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe the conversation I'm having right now. Jesus. Watch the video, guys. It's true. Record this one. We're still going to lose our channel. Oh my god. It's going to be so funny. What an unfortunate chat. Hey, we went out. It's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Chris. <laughs> it wasn't it's that true. bad, guys. It's 100% true. I stand by everything I've said today. You know, I thought I, I thought Latino Slant's uh, super chat about Cubans or Mexicans was a little racist, and then we had this conversation. Yeah, okay. No one's ever going to have me on this show ever again. <laughs> or everyone's going to have you on their show. Yeah, man, everyone everyone or the other. other. Yeah. It's really, I'm on Fox really... News in a week. So. Hey, bro, well, you can take over, take over for exactly. Tucker. So I got Tucker. Tucker. Damn it. Well, get this Reagan guy. He's going to say crazy shit all the time. Let's put him on the screen. Dude, Reagan's first show on Fox replacing the Tucker. Slavery wasn't bad. <laughs> No, <laughs> there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch great. of guys. Yeah, you know what? I think he's right. Wasn't that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it wasn't so bad. Reagan for president. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he already was president. Damn you! <laughs> oh God! <sighs> I don't okay. even know. I don't know how to recover from that. Where so, okay. are we? Star Trek, right? <laughs> We're talking about Star Trek. We got a super chat from TN Toys. <laughs> All these people sending in like Star Trek uh, super chats, <laughs> and we're on this topic. Uh, Star Trek Voyager has its faults, but it's established that Spock. I'm sorry, Star Trek Voyager. Keep reading. Maybe it'll make sense. It has its faults, but it's established that Spock grew up to become a better Vulcan because he was bullied for being mixed race by his Vulcan brother. Yes, that's true. Okay. Cyborg. Yeah, that's true. Oh, he's talking about. I'm sorry, Star Trek Five. I apologize. I, I mean, listen, oh, okay. it, it goes all the way back to TOS. That obviously Star Trek, or he was being a half human, was a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, getting back to racism, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> even on Vulcan, there was racism against humans. So, yeah. 
And and you know, in in uh, Wrath of Khan, probably wasn't so bad. Like Vulcan <laughs> swim. Can Vulcan swim? swim. <laughs> well, even like we're watching oh the original series. The okay, now it's our fault. Now we've done this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're just we're, you just keep poking yeah, the bear. Like, oh dude, I'm I'm over this. Jesus. Um, it, we're watching the original series, and Bones is just a freaking douchebag. Just fought all the time. Yeah, he's so he's like, mean. Green, 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 bloody, bloody, <laughs> green bastard. God damn you. you Half-breed. There's an episode where Captain Kirk, in order to trick a, a copy of him to, not, to show that he's not actually the real yes. Captain Kirk, he thinks racist thoughts about Vulcans right. to get the... To get the copy of him to say racist things, <laughs> so everybody will know it's not really Captain Kirk. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's genius. Yeah, it's great. Fake Captain Kirk and Doctor McCoy are my people. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are staying on <laughs> You push boundaries, I would be like, no. Nope. Reagan's like, you know what? McCoy seems like a good guy. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it would be easier to do this if some of you were not white. <laughs> this would, it would, you know, would Chris Gore is so glad can, he slept in on the get, <laughs> He's in his bed right now going, oh my God. Someone I call Polly. Let's get Polly on the screen. On All right. So, Rex, <sighs> Rex Thoughts for five bucks. I already have an edit done of the whole season as one movie. Okay. All right. So, nice. let's get that link, bro. <laughs> Sail the seven seas for that one. Yeah, uh, message, uh, email me. I want to thank, thank you, Red Thoughts. From G-Man, G-Man. Wow, blown away by Picard Season 3. Now we have a Constitution Class Enterprise G, and we are not far from a J. Whatever class that was, thank you, Terry. Yes. Yeah, the Enterprise G-Spot. It's the Enterprise I'm, I'm G-Spot. That's the class. That's the class. Yeah. The G-Spot class. Hey, here's a really G good comment legacy. from Seti Zasi. Am I saying this name right, Shane? Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I can't see it. Oh, let's see. Zase. Yeah, Zase. Looks good to me. I like to think there's a brand new ship somewhere that has a has to become the Enterprise G that is now named the Enter the Titan A or B. Yes, that's probably the case. There has to be a Titan, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I get, there should be a Titan. I mean, you know, I think the reason why the Titan. Uh, some people talked about. Well, you know, they should have left the Titan, or they should have retired the Titan, or done something like that. But the whole point of the show was to show growth. So the reason the Titan did its job, and so now it became, you know, the Enterprise G. I think that was the whole point of everybody had some sort of arc, and the, so they they wanted the Titan to have an arc. If that's what Chris said, I think last Monday, right? Yeah, kind of the rope. Like, yeah, I wasn't listening uh, for five fifty. This needed to be in the member section. I'm afraid <laughs> of the member section. <laughs> When we go to the member <laughs> section, imagine what the member section is going to look like. Oh, well, there's yeah. a member section. Oh yeah, there's oh, a member boy. section. I don't even. I, I, I don't. I, Can I just say that that video that I produced for my channel? Let's talk about the member section. Not even, not even censored by YouTube. Okay. Not even censored. Reagan, no, no hate at all. But we can talk about the member section. How about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep. Let's listen. <laughs> uh, James Wallace, thank you again for screening Free Enterprise the other night. Great meeting you. I think he's talking to you, Matt. Yeah, that was a great. That was a yeah. great night. Yeah, that was really cool. He said thanks for for screening Free Enterprise. Thank oh. you for coming. We really appreciate it. I had a great time. I was shocked at how many people were actually there. Uh, it was a bit of a of a hustle trying to fix what uh, CBS kind of put a kibosh on. Um, but we were super glad to be able to have both Robert Meyer Burnett and Chris Gore there that night uh, to talk about those two movies that we screened. So thank you. I hope you had a great time, and uh, it will be a regular thing. 
Um, so if you're going to plan on coming here for either CinemaCon or for uh, Nerdrotics Meetup, uh, we're also going to kind of align our thing with that. So uh, next year, hopefully, it'll be even bigger. So thank you so much. Yeah, and a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about Free Enterprise. Yeah. I don't think very few people in the theater had actually seen it before. I know. Well, Robert said it. that that film is not available anywhere. I know. You I cannot know. see it. Yeah. The, the, see the, the executive producer who owns the rights to it uh, is just sitting on it. Like he's not allowing it to be distributed Weird. anywhere. They were Why saying that. that they, uh, it has something to do with uh, he's, I don't know if I'm supposed to share this or not, but he's upset about a relationship he had that didn't work out. Mm. So. Mm. Oh, I, I mean, didn't know that. Yeah. We got we got to see Shatner rap. <laughs> that was cool, right? <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was like That's awesome. Pretty that was pretty was cool. Amazing. Yeah, you guys watch it just for the rap, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, this is not a super chat, but I I'll, but I want to highlight it. Dan Kiefer, this is like one of the two times I actually decided to watch their live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, either I'm sorry or you're welcome. I'm not sure. What, what does that mean? No. <laughs> okay, I'm, guys. I'm sorry. No, no, that's cool, bro. Listen, and you're welcome. <laughs> right. It has been two hours, uh, more than two hours. So we are going to be going to the members section, and I'm sure we're going to have a whole lot of fun over there. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, set this up because I was too busy uh, uh, crying and twitching at the same time. <laughs> But we are going to the member section. How do you get there? Well, it's easy. The link is in the in the description right there. You can do nothing and just let it take you there. If you don't want to become a member, that's totally cool. Come back on, on Monday uh, at 2 o'clock um, for our Raw Rant. And uh, uh, Matt, Saturday at 10 a.m., right? So it's Saturday at 10 a.m. and uh, Monday at 2 o'clock. Um, yeah, that, we, uh... Go ahead. <clears throat> Uh, we have our special guest this Saturday on the Salty Nerd channel, in addition to Brian, uh, is Disparu. Mm. So uh, he'll be on there joining our panel, talking about all types of stuff. And yeah, we should also mention, uh, Brian, that um, that's going to be cool. Definitely show up for that show. On Monday, we have a voice actress from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. Um, and she's going to be coming out. She did Mario's mom, a bunch of toads, and she's done like a ton of stuff you guys have seen before, probably. So show up to Raw Rant at 2 o'clock on Monday, and we're going to have her on the show as well as uh, Matt and Robert and uh, and, and a whole slew of and animals. And some, everyone message Odin and tell him to come on on Monday so we can make fun of him for, for uh, <laughs> doubting uh, Mario Brothers. Oh, he deserves I, I, that. I want, him, yeah. I want him to eat the pineapple pizza yeah. on yeah, I mean, He needs to come mm-hmm. alive on stream. Someone, some, everyone tell him to come. All right, that's it, guys. We are going to member section. Um, thank you so much for being here. If you can't join us, that's cool. We'll see you on Saturday and on Monday. You guys are awesome. We love you. Please don't cancel us after this show. <laughs> can, can, Come back next week. Can I say, join, go into the member section because we're going to talk about trans rights. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about the Jews. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it could happen. It could oh, happen. So, listen, oh. it, it costs a third of what one of these costs to come oh, to the member God. stream. So you might as well show up. <laughs>